episode 229. What's up, Jason? Back from uh, the Roar Nats. Yeah, Jason's mic. Tap it. See if it works, Jason. There you are. You're there. Okay, now you need to unmute yours. Uh, I got a hurricane in my backyard right now. Hurricane, what is it? Hurricane uh, Ida. Ida. Hurricane Larry's coming uh, right behind it. Which would be a little more closer to your heart. Yeah. Would you say I'm going to lay a path of destruction all the way up the coast? Yep. <laughs> 229. So what's, so what's the latest, man? When, when was our last podcast? Do we even right, know uh, when you guys came back from the testing at the... Uh, the pre-Nats testing with uh, Spencer Rifkin down at, when he went to Mimi's. Okay, so that was what, about a month ago? July 28th. Yeah, so it was Time about for- a month ago, I guess, right? Yeah. A lot of stuff <clears throat> yeah. uh, went on. Including NFL training camp, Jason. Yeah, I mean, we probably got through the we probably talked out the the Roar E Nationals that was at SS Raceway. We probably went through that, talked about our testing, at, went to Mimi's, checked that out, came back. Uh, we had events leading up to that that we that we attended. I think I, I think you went to every I, one of them except. <laughs> well, I did a monster truck race in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, oh, RC that's monster right. truck race. Yeah, uh, I went to. I went to North Carolina for a real monster truck event. Um, I'm just making notes here. Uh, <clears throat> what to talk about? So My buddy sent me a video of the. Uh, he's at he's at the uh, uh, boardwalk in Ocean City, New Jersey, and they have the monster truck. Uh, they give monster truck rides out there. Over uh, the, over the sand dunes yeah. and stuff like that. That's uh, what was what's the state? Uh, Ocean City, New Jersey. I've been there. Yeah, I've been to. Just goes uh, over. They a, a, they have a sand mound built, and he just goes over it. Yep. I think they. Load I've been a bunch there of for the there. actual monster truck event they have there every year. <clears throat> uh, oh, that's cool right. Location. Yeah, Wildwood. Yeah, yeah Wildwood. Yeah. That's right. Hmm. It's actually a really cool location for that. Um. On the beach, yeah. So they run the the monster truck, the real monster trucks on the beach, and the the grandstands pretty much suck for that. But um, it's pretty much just like bleachers sitting in the sand. And by the time we got seated, we were practically sitting on the ground in the sand. So oh. that was that was pretty bad. Yeah. But they had three shows, I think, that weekend, and. While we were there, I think I pretty much went to every show, but, you know, because they're only like two and a half hours long. I think that weekend we missed each other by a week. That's like right. Because I, I I, you did that like breakfast thing on the... Um, I did the breakfast on the Ferris wheel, which was right. pretty damn wild, especially considering for me, I'm absolutely scared of heights. So you yep. throw me all the way at the very top and, you know, you're eating, trying to eat. It's crazy. Get your waffles. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I think the following week or something like that, you were out there, and I was like, "Damn, we just missed each other." Yeah, I I, I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, right now my buddy sent me the sent me a message from Ocean City, New Jersey, and it's fine. It looks the weather's fine, everything, and here it's absolutely pouring. We're supposed to get like six to seven inches of rain. The wind is kicking up in the back. So if you lose me, it's because my internet just went totally down and Jason will have to uh, carry the rest of the show himself. And uh, uh, actually you guys watching, you can pop into the show if you want to. I, I uh, put a link in the description on Facebook and YouTube and you can just click the link and you can, it'll put you backstage. You can choose audio or video. If you don't want to be on video, it can be on audio. So if I crap out here, maybe somebody could join Jason. Though, you can't see who's backstage, you were telling me, so maybe you won't be able to put them up on the screen. <laughs> no, I'll just have to cancel out and we'll be done. All right, yeah, you could just close it out then. Just say, well, that was real. We won the Nationals, we killed it. That's it, folks. Yeah, I made I made some notes here of things. <clears throat> you got the so, big schedule behind you. Yeah, tell me about this. That's something um, Hannah made up today. She was working on this. Uh, you know, we kind of have a calendar of events that we go through every month or two. And this is kind of what's coming up for September, October. Turf Nationals. Yep. So, uh, you know, what's not making it on there, and I'll add that to my list. Mm. Because it's the you first just made the list. You just made the list. So what's not on there is because we're not attending from our company, but um, the Surf City Classic that is that is going on this weekend. Oh, this weekend? Yep. And just with so many events, and we traditionally always make the Surf City, but man, it's just the way they have these things scheduled right now, it was impossible for us to do. Cause not only did we have the roar Nats that we just came back from, I mean, literally Paul just drove in Monday night from that. I mean, and, uh, with Lee and Hannah and I flew, but you know, we just got in from that. And before that we had the wicked weekend. Rich was up there at the wicked weekend. The Mugen challenge was that weekend. You, um, you know, we had some buddies out there, of course, and drivers. And uh, before that, I was in North Carolina at the Back to School Monster Truck Bash. That's an awesome event. And then Back to the school. RC, mm. Then the RC Monster Truck event, Solid Showdown, was the week before that. And then I think is when we were, I think we were, I was at Mimi's the week before that, testing with Spencer. So yeah, I've been, I've probably been on the road maybe three of the last four weeks or f- right. like five of the last six, or I don't know what it is, but it's a lot. Uh, just kind of hammering out these different things that I had planned. And a good thing. The one was with Allison. We went to the back to school bash uh, event. We did that together. And there's one other weekend uh, that I was home there, but a lot of race stuff. A lot of events and a lot of success. Now they have the 
monster truck like a school bus, right? Back to the school. There is a truck that's called Higher Education. That's it, Higher Education. That has a big school bus body on it. Right. Uh, that wasn't that back to school? No. Damn, it wasn't there. <laughs> that would have been great. It would have made a lot more sense, right? Yeah, I think it kind of goes hand in hand there. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, Unless that's like a totally different event. Is well, he, is he part of the Monster Jam? No. Oh. We got Dustin Spallone, the cool bus. I think it says that on the front. Oh, does it? Yeah. And then I think on the side it says higher education, I think. Hmm. To school for cool. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Cool bus. So uh, going back, uh, Mugen Challenge, we had – Adam Drake was kicking some butt up there. Had a good race there at LCRC again. Well, he, uh, he had the Adam Drake Clinic. Yeah. Which sold out like that. I couldn't get in. Yeah. I mean, you're one of the ones that needs the clinic, and you couldn't get in. Yeah, I couldn't get in. I tried. Chris has said, too bad. Sold out. Yeah, you know. Uh, Chris wants to know, will Jason be making it to Portland in the Carpet Champs at PDX Underground. No. We have that here, I believe. Do we have it on our schedule? Our calendar? Yeah, we do. Um, the reason I'm not is because we have our our fall indoor nationals is that weekend in um, Kentucky. Hmm. So... Originally, we had our fall indoor nationals was at RC Clubhouse in Warren, Michigan, but they had to uh, close up that track because it was being property was being sold. So we had to move our fall indoor nationals, and it went over to uh, this event. And if you can move your head to your left, which way? Go to your left. This is my left over here now. So yeah, go that way. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I just disappeared for you. Who's your Who's your RC in Indiana? What's that? Who's your RC in Indiana? Is oh, okay. Where your fall indoor nationals is? I could just on throw that, myself on out of the picture. It'd be a lot less painful yeah. for everybody. <clears throat> so yeah, so you're not going to that. But I'll be at the fall indoor nationals, and then uh, Mayfield. Coincidentally, he's running that race. Okay. In uh, that uh, Chris is talking about up in Portland. Uh, so Mayfield's making that. He'll be there. Maddie G will be there. Um, I saw Brent Telke's going there. So they got a good turnout um, coming together uh, for that event. And then we have a good one going for our new fall indoor nationals. I'm sure Dakota will be there. We'll have, you know, a good, a good turnout. So looking forward to it. Uh, Jarrett wants to know, uh, Jason, are you going to be at Masters of Dirt this year again or the carpet race in Minnesota since they are the same weekend? I'll be at the carpet race in Minnesota, but we will have Paul at the Masters of Dirt. Uh, and several of our guys, of course, will be there. Hmm. Carson wants to know, uh, have I missed anything cool in the RC industry? Might have to drop by a race sometime. I, I think he's missed. I think he's definitely missed out a little bit. Uh, it's been a little different. Uh, 
I think he was kind of uh, he was in at a at an and I'm not say interesting time, but it, he was in a, at a time when RC was a little bit different. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on right now that wasn't happening when he was involved or when he was doing the majority of his races. So, uh, yeah, we miss him out there. Another good character, another awesome driver, uh, running 10 scale and eight scale, but we've had a lot of good stuff, uh, going on. Uh, obviously the two, the couple years that, uh, we haven't been, uh, you know, at, uh, uh, popped her in there. Mm-hmm. Looks good, right? Yeah. Fred showing me a little update here. Yeah, I like um, I like Carson at the races. It was good. There was a it was an interesting time period. He was involved there with uh, Team Associate or Schumacher. Well, it goes way back. There was Durango, then there was uh, Team Associated, then it was Yokomo. Um, so. It's interesting. You don't get somebody that podiums at a Worlds uh, that I think he did. I think he got third in Italy, two thousand four. I think you don't see somebody that podiums like that and then isn't in the into racing anymore. Oh, not racing anymore. Yeah, he's building real stuff with his dad, <laughs> and he's got some really cool stuff. And then he'll show some vintage stuff occasionally, which is what I like. Um, vintage RC dad, stuff. No vintage oh. uh, r- uh, racing things. Like I think his dad built a lot of, uh, uh, you know, the stuff that used to be on TV back in the eighties and the nineties when they used to show like the Mickey Thompson off-road stuff. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. I think his dad built, uh, he always shows some of those things. And that was a big period of time, you know, that, you know, back then it was Ivan Iron Man Stewart's. Uh, oh, I used to love that video game. Yeah, uh, that video game, and that was tied in with that time period of stuff on ESPN. It was pretty neat. <clears throat> uh, Pete Phillips, our good friend Pete Phillips, he wants to know: Is there any plans to pr- promote a national monster truck series? I don't think we'll be doing a series. Just made the list trucks. You know what we, we had actually started with the idea several years ago in 2019 that we were considering doing it. We were going to have three events, but, um, in the first one, we was kind of, we did as our, uh, pilot, I guess you could say was the monster and mega tour we did in uh, Gaithersburg and, that was kind of when we were testing it out, testing the waters. Cause we actually called it the monster and mega series. I think it was called the monster mega series. So monster we were mega. I, I have to or check mega it monster. back. I have to check it out again, but wait, I, that was at I Mimi's. Mean, that was at Mimi's in 2019. Oh, okay. We did that right at the end of the year and we actually had a, a good event there. It ended up being different than I thought it would be. Um, it ended up being different than I thought it would be because I thought we were going to have more space, but Mimi moved the track, the off-road track and a lot of different things. So, but we, we made the most of it and actually, uh, came out really well, but, um, 
I think in the future we would like to do something. It's what we're running out of is time. Um, time. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. All the, uh, we'll bring out these quotes, right? You can read them in a bit. That oh, I sent yeah, you. that's we're, right. You sent me a bunch we're, of quotes today. We're, we're running out of some time. Uh, Jason's running trying to motivate out of, me here. Uh, people, go ahead. T- people to manage the events. We're running out of uh, the ones I'm able to go to, and I like to go to a lot of these things. You may delay. You may delay, but time will not. These are uh, Jason Rona quotes. Well, I found on the internet, and we'll claim them. Okay. Uh, waste your money, and you're only out of money. But waste your time. And you lost a part of your life. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a hurt. Pretty deep stuff here, Jason. The only real luxury is time. You can't get time back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you lost it, you can never get it back. I'm starting to get a little tear in my eye here. <laughs> there's no greater harm than that of time wasted see Jason's sending this stuff to me because he thinks I'm just wasting time well you're wasting my time oh, that's what it's about oh yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> you you were eating your raviolis so I was sending you all these well, quotes about wasting time Jason you're never ready at 5 o'clock ever sorry ever. one time I was ready you close at 5 5.05, Jason logs into the studio, and he's like, where the hell are you? I'm downstairs making raviolis. <laughs> <laughs> Down in the basement. And I'm like, what, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Five, I look at my, I, I'm, I'm like, what time is it? And I'm like, it's, it's 5.05. How's Jason ready by now? You know, 5 o'clock. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slow day at JC. <clears throat> the one uh, that was told to me, which I, th- I always thought was a little... Uh, not offensive, but just like demeaning in a way was uh, nickel holding up a dollar. You heard that one? No, I have not. Nickel holding we up a dollar. We went to lunch back in the day. We'd go to lunch. Um, um, and they would say that, you know, I'd be in my office like typing on something and a guy would come in and say, all right, you know, when we go into lunch, we're like, oh, I'm just finishing something, doing this, doing that. And you've got the couple of the big wigs were waiting on us. And he's like, hey, Nickel holding up a dollar here. <laughs> like, hey, I do like that. Okay. I like from back to the field. Let me give you a nickel's worth of free advice. <laughs> I, love that. I love that line. Uh, so, Pete, to follow up on Pete's question there, he says, I got my hopes up for a stampede class at Indoor Nationals. You know, we tried it. We we ran it at the race. Pete ran it, and um, that was the year that something really interfered with our whole series, and it it really caused us not to have that class. And that was disappointing because that's kind of like one of my one of my babies. We we uh, we started a Bigfoot class on the Supercut back then, and. Then we called it uh, Tough Truck, I think, on the Super Cup so we can uh, branch out to the vehicles we were that we were using. But, you know, 
Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, checkered past, checking in. Get it? Checkered past, checking in. Jason <laughs> is the dollar now. Cha-ching. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't. I'm the nickel. Jason's the dollar. <laughs> Holding them up. But again, let's let's be fair here. You're never ready at five oh five. All right. Um uh any AJ's asking any plans on bringing back the clash? Oh, clash. You know, for many years I used to schedule it in. Uh, I used to put it on the calendar in case we wanted to do it. <clears throat> I used to skip a month on the super cup just in case we wanted to do it and it never worked. Uh, it's about the location. You know, I think we talked about this a couple times on the podcast that, uh, I mean, the last one we did, I think was 2013 or 12. So man, it's, it's coming up on a long time. We haven't had the race now. And, um, I got discouraged the last year we had it. Uh, and it wasn't because it wasn't a good race. It was just because of the way, people were acting at the race uh, was kind of discouraging. And it was like, to me, it was unmotivating, Wow! but um, it was unmotivating to do it again, but it was really that facility in Flowood was great for the clash. It was difficult for us to get to uh, very expensive for us to go to, but it was the perfect facility to do it. Um, Today, I think we would need another track that could, it'd have to be like almost like a Thornhill facility uh, in Texas where you could run eight scale and run 10 scale, uh, somewhere where we could do both and we could do the event. But again, scheduling it in, originally the, the, the date of the clash was the second weekend of December because that's when it had to be at lake park because the first weekend in december was an art show in the park so it couldn't be the first weekend it had to be the second weekend then we continued with that tradition of that date um, and then we went to flowwood we moved back to september i believe because of the weather because if we would have had it in mississippi in december it was going to be very cold so we moved back and that actually worked out really nice um, but that's where it's been and you know looking look, i'm waiting for that right track to hit me and just be the the slap in the face of this is the facility you've been waiting for indoors to have both 10 scale and 8 scale again on the same track <clears throat> Um, Chris, uh, going back to the Ivan Stewart, eighties era, Ivan Stewart was a precursor to the present short course, in my opinion. Um, Corey Jordan checking in left tire salute, Corey Jordan. What's up, buddy? Alex, if you ain't ripping. If you ain't ripping, you're tripping. <laughs> you gotta love that. Uh, Alex Sturgeon. Hey, Alex, I need to know if you have the RC Surfer at your shop, by the way. I don't know if Will asked you or not. In stock. Yeah, in stock. Ship for free. Uh, and free, 
also. Free product. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last clash I went to, someone <laughs> ran into my e-buggy while I was walking or waiting to practice. Whomever it was never came forward. Florida? Okay. So what, I, what goes on at the clash? Why is that such a a chaotic event? You know what? Um <clears throat> What was I've had so many, I've had I've had many people tell me it was their favorite race they ever been to. Well, what'd you do different? Uh, we had ten scale and eight scale at the same race, and but we always had some kind of action there the very first year. Ah, uh, so the ten scalers hate the eight scalers, and eight scalers hate the ten scalers. Well, the whole idea when we started this was before. Uh, this was just as brushless motors and lipo batteries were becoming the thing was to introduce because at the time eight scale and nitro was so much more popular than 10 scale because we'd kind of gotten to the end of 10 scale off road as it used to be, you know, late nineties, early two thousands technology, uh, brushed motors, regular batteries. It was a little broken and we were still running it. It was doing well, but there was a lot of new stuff coming along. So I was like, we need to have a race to show the eight scale crowd that the 10 scale stuff has improved a lot. And that was the whole idea. Uh, so the, the whole idea was that the eight scale crowd could see the new technology in 10 scale and, and then 10 scale racers could see the technology in eight scale and they could cross over, they could see each other race. And then the whole idea was that we brought in Ryan Mayfield to show people that you could drive at his level in both 10 scale and eight scale. And my favorite driver is somebody that can do it all. So that was my whole intention of the first clash was to show that, um, there's new technology in 10 scale, brushless motors, lipo batteries. We ran long mains. I think they were 10 or we ran one 15 minutes once. Uh, I think we ran a mod truck main with, uh, that's when the year one of the years Kenwald came. <clears throat> um, him and J.R. Mitch raced in Mod Truck, I believe, and that was a fifteen minute main. And but we did ten or fifteen minute single mains at our very first clash. So um, it was that was what was unique about it is we did something different. We had this idea of the of the way that things were coming along and progressing in the business. We wanted to mix and match the eight scale crowd with the 10 scale crowd. Uh, we did a driver social back then. Mm. Uh, we, you know, this is like 2008, yeah. uh, something that really had only been done at the dirt nitro challenge were these driver socials. We did one of those. And then we kind of did like impromptu driver socials because the, the British guys came in, and they wanted to mix it up and go out at night and, and party down a little bit. And so to all the, all of us wanted to go do it. We did that in Tampa. We did that in South Florida. Um, I remember Brandon Rohde with Live RC. He was at the very first one. That was the other thing is we launched 
We had the first live event on Live RC in Florida, which was the first clash. Um, that was a big thing. I remember sitting there in the pits. Allison had her laptop open. We were watching the event was going on on Live RC, and we were there doing it. And that was a big deal then. Mm. So we brought all these things to the very first few, a very first few clash events, and a lot of people have awesome memories of it and we only had we had some that were had rain problems but we only had that the ran in florida and there was only one that we didn't get to finish the mains i believe all the others we ran all the mains nice so it a lot of the things we were doing at that very first race in 2007 really became uh, things that we incorporated into other events down the road. We incorporated into our national series and there was a lot of, a lot of things that we did then that we were a little ahead of our time with a couple things that didn't quite stick, but there were some things that, uh, that did work and that have stuck in the business since then. So, um, and then we had international racers, you know, we brought over a couple international drivers we brought over and then they brought friends and, um, we just, we just had a, there was a lot of bucket list things that I wanted to do at events. And we checked off a lot of those on those, those first clash events. Uh, Alice is saying he was so dialed in 2011 before the rain came. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, that was the year we had Yorn there, I believe. Yorn and Gerd from Durango. I mean, we had some really cool things happen at those events. I ran e-buggy two times at the Clash. Uh, I know I, w- I won 10-scale buggy uh, a couple times at the Clash, which was our four-wheel drive buggy, which was really hard back then. Um uh, so we we did some really cool things back then, um, and that was really before we had all these um, events for profit like uh, that are running today that are kind of in the schedule uh, that are big events. And then we have just so many events. I mean, we were there was very little of these events uh, back then, and it was easy for us to do this. And then um, so. That's the idea. Um, oh, Alex, by the way, that is the Kyosho RC Surfer. <laughs> Cannot find that. Um, actually, I think I think someone told me Tower Hobbies has it, but I wanted to support a local hobby shop. Well, wouldn't be local for me, but a, a hobby shop I wanted to support. So, yeah, if you got a Kyosho RC Surfer and you're willing to send that to me, that'd be great. Just hit me up on Messenger. It's got to be free. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, where was I here? Well, we Alex. might as well get to this. We were, we're talking enough. We'll see if we get this real quick here. Well, Alex was stating here that he loved running his e-buggy and mod buggy oh, at this yeah. event, which was the whole idea. That was, you know, that's why we did it. And it worked out. It 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 was great. I loved doing it. 
Uh, I loved being able to show that our guys were versatile and then other drivers were versatile. Uh, you could race, watch Ryan Mayfield run his two wheel buggy against T-Bone and Cavallari in one qualifier. And then in the next, you're watching him race his eight scale against the same guys. I thought that was just, yeah. to me, that was, that was uh, intriguing. I guess that is and, pretty cool. Yeah. And you just don't see that. And that's what we did. That's what I wanted to show was uh, that you could, be talented in many different sides of this. And it's still one of the things that, that I like today. So when did uh, the clash end? You stopped doing it. I think our last one was 2013 or 12. Uh, I believe it was either 12 or 13. And the, the last two were at Flowood RC park in Mississippi. And that was a big indoor track that was a, it used to be like a, I think the the city built it in Flowood for like gymnastics and that didn't do well. They convinced them to turn it into an indoor RC track. What's, it was a great place for that. It was amazing. All right, uh, Alex does not have the Kyosho RC Surf. I thought it'd be cool to take to the beach next week, but uh, can't uh, locate one. Um, is the pendulum pen? Oh, I can't say the word, Jason. Pendulum starting to swing back to eight scale from tenth, especially at a national level size event. Mike Fuller. Um, let's see. He's thinking hard. He's thinking hard. <laughs> Alex, a hobbyplex. He's saying that you could do the clash at hobbyplex, which is no. I think true. Oh, well, uh, I, I thought I he mean, was talking about my. Surfer. I didn't think of it. I, di- I didn't think of it until he put hobbyplex. But it is a place you could do the clash, also. Um. Um. Okay. So back to Mike Fuller. That's a tough thing to. That's a tough one. <laughs> I, I don't really know how to answer that. I think that uh, there is maybe more of a divide between eight scale and ten scale than there has been in terms of the type of racing that you're doing the surfaces that you're running on and the way the cars are built for competition. So I think that there's more of a line in the sand than there ever has been. Um, I don't know that the popularity is swinging um, back to eight scale 100%, but I think 10 scale is still the bigger locally raced class, but I think the national caliber events are larger in eight scale because you have a more of a traveling mentality and people don't mind traveling to these eight scale, um, weekend throwdown type events because they, they gear up for that. 
I think the 10 scale crowd is a little more like, Hey, I, I race on this kind of surface. I race in these conditions. And if the race isn't somewhat easy for me to get to, and it doesn't match the conditions I always race on, then they don't want to go outside that. So I think the eight scale drivers, they have the conditions are more, um, suitable to a lot of drivers and it's it it the turnouts are larger i think because of that on a national level 10 scale i think is still doing well on a local regional level but you don't get as many traveling drivers because of these um, differences in surfaces that they're accustomed to i think there's a little more glamour in winning in 10 scale or in an eight scale i mean because I think there's more, there's people, there's more people following it from a worldwide level in eight scale, 10 scale. I, I believe people uh, have interest in it, but not near as much as the eight scale. It seems. I know I enjoy watching eight scale over 10th. And, you know, and I think that's, and, and that's an easy way to put it And but from my perspective, when I watch these things live, um, I really like watching the eight scale races also just because they're a little longer, but the 10 scale, man, there is just some mega, mega skill involved in negotiating the track at the speeds that we were just doing at the nationals. It's, it's, it's really impressive. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, these things are like, they look fast on live RC at they are. the nationals. And you're like, what, what was it? I was watching. You're like, yeah, this is uh, this is thirteen five, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, you, you were like, wow, these things are fast. I'm like, yeah, this is only thirteen five. Wait till the mod guy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? what? <clears throat> you know, uh, and good. You know what Alex is saying makes a lot of sense. He likes watching eight scale races, but he enjoys racing ten scale. I mean, that's probably. I would say there's a lot of people that are like that. Yeah, I couldn't race ten, eight scale, but ten scale. Just race. ten scale is so much. It's there's more of just of a of a divide in in drivers and skill in skills that are on both sides of this of this line, and uh, there's not as many crossover. Uh, not as much crossover talent between the two. And I think it's just, you know, we really intense scale. Now we race on tracks where you race slicks or you're racing a carpet or turf track, which has pin tires. There's very few, uh, treaded tire tracks left <clears throat> for 10 scale, uh, on dirt. And I think that probably hurts it to some extent. I think if there was that, you know, we have a good, you know, we have a good basis for indoor racing with dirt. We have a good basis for indoor racing on carpet, but we just don't have a good one anymore for outdoors. And I think if we did have that, uh, 10 scale would be a little more appealing to some uh, who are kind of stuck in the middle that they're. Mm -hmm they're stuck between the old school way of doing things, the new school way of doing things and outdoor racing would, would suit those guys. Uh, so if you're going to have a clash, Jason, a clash race again, for the love of God, do not 
do it at winter time at Alex's place. <laughs> at the Hobbyplex. Winter time at the Hobbyplex. Not a great idea. We talked we about that there in, the last in February podcast. last year. Yeah. Ooh, that was tough. It was brutal, huh? It was brutal. And silly me, I didn't even know it got that cold there. All right. Almond says eight scale is awesome, but the price of entry is a big commitment, even more for families. I think you see hobbyists move up to eight scale as too many just jumping into eight scale. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, they're very expensive vehicles, which you don't see. You know, we talk about this sometimes as people think this is a kid's sport or a kid's hobby but it's really it's really an adult thing um enjoyed by adults and that's especially an eight scale and man you, you know what i did notice a lot of little kids running around at the nats there was yeah and and there's more of um i think there's a little more kids in 10 scale um in eight scale, there's obviously there is some. Well, it's easier to as get well. into. I mean, price but, wise. Yeah. I was like, damn, there's a lot of little kids over here running around racing. There was at Mimi's, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh Rob Sturchill says, Oh, come on. It wasn't that cold. Right? <laughs> he was wearing shorts. I think Rob was wearing shorts there. Yeah, yeah, he was just like, man, come on, it's not that cold out here. Rob's a beast. Uh, you know what? And we made it. To be honest, being inside was fine. Outside was brutal. I remember asking Alex, I was like, do they, like, plow the parking lot? Or, like, <laughs> I'm, like, all concerned. Like, I've never been in, like, a snowstorm like this, you know? It's like, yeah, they come by at night and plow it. And just like, really? Yeah, okay, cool. I'm like at this minivan front wheel drive. I'm like, you know, I don't, I'm like trying to get it in a parking spot. The thing's just all loose and we're trying to go to Starbucks and a dude was, from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> trying to go to Starbucks in a winter storm. Uh, hilarious. <clears throat> um, Allman backs it up. He says, uh, just don't stop making double Ds. You're one of the last making 10-scale treaded buggy tires. We love those. Um, you know, I I mean, we made a version two. I mean, that's that's how much we like those tires is, you know, the double Ds were our first 10-scale and first tire in general. It's still in existence today. We still sell it, and we've made a version. We like it so much, we made a version two. Oh. Uh, Mike Fuller says, I agree with Almond. I'm spending $900 on entries alone for the book. I'm spending. Wait a minute. <laughs> that, 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 that caused you a little issue, huh? I, th I wasn't sure if I was reading. I'm, I'm spending $900 on entries alone. For the boys at AMS, what does Jason think of the new format and pricing for AMS? What? Wait a minute, $900? How many boys are you putting into this race? Uh, well, let's see here. Uh, so, How much is the enter? How much is yeah, it? Yeah, right there. It's uh, 
the the entry fee is $150 a class. Oh my so he's God. got the boys got her three classes each. So um, what they did Good is God. a couple things. All right, Rob, we're 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 making them fuzz bites. What they did with the entry fee is they limited the entries to I believe three hundred and fifty instead of taking like you know five hundred entries. So they raised the entry fee from. I want to say before it was probably in the eighty to ninety range, maybe somewhere around there. Between seventy and ninety is probably what it was. And most of those races are in the 90 range. Wow. I didn't realize that. Jeez. Which is really expensive. Yeah. Um, well, especially, you know, three boys you're putting into a race there. Or a whole bunch of different classes. 900 bucks. I don't think the format is worth more money. That's what's, what I'll say. What's the new format? I don't... Uh, essentially, they're going to do a... Um, a top three uh, consecutive lap qualifying type format, which means say you have five minutes on the track. Yeah. Um, you do a traditional qualifier, you do five minutes and uh, best time in five minutes, right? Yeah. Most laps, least amount of time in this, they're doing it like they would do seating at a traditional race where it's your best three consecutive laps, lowest or fastest three consecutive laps. That's your qualifying time. Then, so they're going to sort by that. So you're going to have five minutes to do it. So no matter what you're out there for five minutes and you're just going for three consecutive laps, uh, which I don't like at all. So uh, to me, that format is no good Um, for me. I don't think it really helps anybody. Um, I just think it's kind of gimmicky and, but it is what it is. We've ran it. We've used it before. We've used it on the super cup. We tried it and we tried it, uh, in our Florida races, uh, Lance's Florida championship series. I don't think it's, I don't think it's good. Um, there's a few things that Paul has pointed out about it that <clears throat> specifically that he, that he didn't like about watching it and being involved in it. Um, and then they they have a series, they have a, a different format, finishing, qualifying, going into main events. <clears throat> um, that you run the mains a little differently. Um, the B mains, you bump into the A main. Um, there, there's, it's, there's just a whole different format and, um, we can, you know, dissect it more. We could pull out the paperwork, but essentially, that's kind of where it's going. Um, and I just don't think that the format change is worth the extra money. Um, to me, I've told you before or told Gotti before I said, come to the nationals for watch the qualifying. I know you say you like the mains and I said, you know what? I love the qualifying. I love the five to seven minute qualifying runs where guys have to put in their best five or seven minutes. That's my favorite part as a racer. And I like that part. Um, I don't like this whole three minute blast or a three consecutive blast thing because I don't think it gives you an accurate representation of the guys that have their equipment ready. 
um, ready to go for a long period of time. Uh, I don't think it, it shows what they're capable of doing for, um, you know, for five, seven, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I think it's just a, it's a, it's a way that somebody can, um, scramble three laps together and be considered fast until the main events come around, uh, where you have to do it for 30 or 45 minutes. So, uh, of course the pros, the, the, the badasses are, they can do it either way, but it's not going to make that big of a difference there, but I, I just don't think there's really anything broken with our necessarily with that, uh, with that system. But in Dave Lycom's defense, who runs all these races or is the owner of these race events, he has five events to mess with. Mm. So he can run one with a different format because he has four other successful ones. So I think he's using this as an experiment to limit the entries, charge more fee. So you still get the same amount of money, but it, you can run a little different of a format, um, for the racers. So it doesn't hurt him one way or another. Uh, and I think the first year will probably be pretty popular because people want to try something different or new, but ultimately I think there's still a good format for the racer. Um, you know, everybody keeps saying that, oh, well, this would be so much better to watch or this will be so much better for spectators. There is no spectators at these things. It's just family and friends and family. So um, maybe you can say it looks good on live RC or a live footage, but you still have to let people know what's going on um, to make it worth watching. So that's the tough part. What Paul mentioned that he didn't like about this three lap system for qualifying was he said, one, he had no idea what was going on when he was watching Two, uh, nobody wants to get out of anybody's way because they all think they're on three good laps. So in a <laughs> traditional qualifier, when you're five minutes, six minutes, whatever, you might be on a good five minute run. Uh, the announcer is saying that you're uh, the leader of the qualifier. You're coming up on somebody they give you some room, you get by, it helps them, it helps you, you get by, you finish off your run. But this, what Paul mentioned was watching, none of the racers gave anybody any room or any space because they thought they were on their best fast right. lap. So he said it just made the qualifiers chaos, chaotic. Chahos. And, and then it just, um, he, he said it just really made the racers more mad at each other oh. because they were just, upset that you know hey i was on my good three laps you got my way and the other guy's like well i was on mine too and you know like it was just made it more confusing so i i think it's just going to add some some chaos to it um in the end the, the same fast guys win uh but it's just a different way to get there so and a a, a bigger entry fee i don't know that I know what the idea is, is if you're selling these things out five or 600 entries, yeah, uh, why not for what they're losing? You, you can, you can increase the cost and then just take less entries and I get it. But, um, but when you're talking to like Mike Fuller here and he's got to spend $900 for his two boys to run all three classes, which he would normally run. Wow. Um, I can't get over that. It, 
I, it makes it kind of a consideration not to attend because you're thinking, Hey, I could do two other races for this. I could do two, <clears throat> two races for the price of this one. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it works out. I anticipate the first one to be good. And then people will have to decide from there what what they liked about it, what they didn't like, and they'll probably make adjustments. I mean, we do our 10-scale races. We run our indoor national series stuff. The entry fees are like f- between $40 and $50. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? Could do and that. you run a race like this, and they're asking for $150. Um, so there's no, um, you know, oh, you're entering two classes, so you're going to discount. No. Yeah, that's the other thing at our events where you start off. You know, we're talking about ten scale too. We're talking about a, a hobby shop or track that's doing these. Yeah, um, you know, it's between forty and fifty dollars, and then the second entry is like thirty five <clears> and thirty. You know what I mean? Like it, it it steps down so you can race the three classes, and it's more inexpensive. I, it's just hard to say what's the right and the wrong way. I I know that there's a lot of people that roll in in motorhomes and complain about the price, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, I, you know, and then I know that there's other buses. people, then there's other people that are on a budget, but never complain at all. So it's just, you, you never really know yeah. until it all happens. Uh, what, what it's all, what's all really going to happen. That's one thing I noticed when I was at LCRC, the motorhomes. I mean, man, there's people out there with money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where it was at. Oh, Eric Vocal, good friend of ours. He's always running the RIP logo on his cars for us. Appreciate it. Uh, I enjoyed the dynamic of pitting and racing outside outside eight-scale racing in the Northeast in the summer. No need for sauce and tire prep. Yeah, I love pitting. That's probably the toughest part about 10-scale indoor racing is the tire prep it's probably the the biggest deterrent of doing it i would say that'd be mine and i think this year was probably this year has probably been the easiest at the mimi is you know talking about the roar nats and mimi's i think this was probably the the tamest tire prep nationals i've been to in a long time it was um you know, we, we kind of had our, uh, the tire that we, the silver compound tires are working good. Some of the guys, you know, we're using our tires, sanding them down. You just do a sauce before you ran and you, and you, and you ran, that was pretty easy. Um, and then we had our smoothie two tire, which was a, you know, a, a pre-made slick, which guys were using actually Dakota one with them and two wheel and, uh, that was really easy. You know, he said he just mounted them up. I scuffed them with scotch Bright and uh, sauced and ran. And uh, that was probably the easiest. So doing it that way, this is probably the easiest one that we've ran in several years for 10 scale. Uh, probably the worst one was either the first time we went to Mimi's and was that 2017. And then the next year, 18, those were the two hardest years. I think 2017, 18, that was where, the tire prep was really nuts. Mm. Almost as bad as drag racing. Oof. <clears throat> Speaking of drag racing, Randy says, I was at the 2013 clash with Tim Smith. Yep. So Tim Smith S- raced. 
This is a different Tim Smith. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was the drag racing Tim Smith. No, no. There's okay. another like, Tim wow, Smith that was from Georgia. Awesome guy. Um, oh, okay. I'm sure Randy can attest to that. So we and, got two uh, Tim yeah, Smith. Tim was a big RC racer in those days and uh, made the circuit, man. He, he was awesome. <clears throat> wow. All right. Well, then there's that. Not the drag smith. Uh, drag, drag smith. <laughs> Not the drag racing yeah. Tim Smith. Well, though there's two. So that as I know of, there's there's either two or three Tim Smiths, and there's two or three Tim Davises online. I've noticed. Oh wow, that could get a little confusing. Hmm. All right. Um. Where did I leave off at? Probably our buddy Jason down here. Uh, 7.01 p.m. He popped in. What's up? I noticed he got his uh, vintage, his real vintage car. He got that all prepped, sanded, painted. They've been working on for, what did he say, two years or something? Yeah, yeah. I saw that, and I'm like, I've seen this car somewhere, right? And I was watching Columbo, and I guess it was <laughs> – <laughs> I love watching Columbo, dude. Columbo. Dude, have you – are you watching Columbo? I've never watched it. You would absolutely love Columbo. Really? Come on, is there any Columbo fans in here? Let's go. Come on. Oh, Columbo's awesome, dude. You have uh, Amazon Prime, right? Jason? Hello? I do. Amazon <laughs> Prime, yeah. All right, Columbo's on there. Please, just watch an episode. I'll give you a name of the episode to watch. Watch it and let me know what you think. Peter Falk, man, you, you don't you ever watch any of his stuff? I know who you're talking about. I, I know. All right. So anyway, good. I said like, dude, I just saw this car on Columbo, but I guess it's slightly different. Same. I guess his is a convertible, maybe Jason's. Um, but anyway, it was just a mate. Like I was just like I saw his post on Facebook, and I'm like, I just saw this car. I know I did. Then I sent Jason a photo of the car from Columbo, and. uh all right, well, that was my story. Next. <laughs> uh, Good story. Well, it, it, I was like, wait a minute. I, I recognize this car. <clears throat> I don't know what type of car that was. Jason, what, what car was that? <laughs> Nancy Fend says vintage cars are awesome. Dakota's mom checking in. She's got her picture in the background with her, uh, with her vintage car, yeah. I believe. Uh, What's that? This is a 67 Chevy. Because, man, I don't know nothing about older Chevelle. cars. I like I think them, it's but... a 67 Chevy Chevelle is what she has. Wow. Dark gray or charcoal gray or it's in the back. It's I, in that picture. Yeah. I think I saw photos of that car online, too, on her Facebook. Posting them recently, I think, too. Uh, Almond says, uh, my fellow vintage racers are hoarding the RC10 B2 spares. So going to have to keep Shapeways busy this month. I get into, I get into the BK Classic. Uh, I'm not sure what, uh, Almond's talking about there. I wonder what, I wonder what spares he's getting from Shapeways. Yeah. What are you getting from Shapeways there, Almond? I know uh, it's hard to... I know it's hard to get the uh, the A arms. I think for the B two are kind of rare. And while you're on Shapeways, you can search Seven XL and you can get yourself some Kirby Hand Seven XL products. 
Uh, Nancy says, uh, yep, with the J Concepts version, the match. Oh. Yep, there you go. Wow. Nancy and I had a big conversation about cars and trucks when we were at the Silver State this year. And, and trucks and we cars. Had a, um, we had a similar um, – we, we bought, I got a truck and, and she had a car, but we, we bought them from the same place what? in Michigan. Oh, wow. Which was pretty cool. Um, you know, when we, I told you that I went up to Michigan and looked at a truck, you were um, busting on me, but that's, that was our. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jason's like, oh, I'm on my way to Detroit to look at a truck. And I'm like, damn, I'm over here counting nickels to get a sub. All right. Um, uh, Jason says, uh, 73 Jaguar. XKE V12. That's the car. So put that in your Googles. Is that like a James it. Bond car? I want to say that I that was referenced somewhere. So, Jason, the, the photo I sent you from Colombo, was that, that was the same car, right? Just. A hard top version, I think you said. Just blown away by that. Jason Santos has one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was like, wow. Jason, do you watch Colombo? Uh, so uh, Almond's saying the arms he's getting from Shape Boys, right? Is that what he's talking yep. about? That's how I could design some up. The B2 spare arms. So you can't get those anywhere. No. I mean, the car did come out in 1995. So, Or was it 90? No, I think it was 95. 95. I remember, man, picking that up. Matt Francis on the cover. <clears throat> Could not wait to build that thing. I was like, I got the Matt Francis. World Championship car. Um, Jason's saying, um, yeah, it was a coupe and a few, few years older. The one that was on Colombo. But it was the same, you know, I recognize the headlights and stuff, so. Uh, the car is not Jason's. Uh, he's restoring it for a guy. But, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think he, I mean, the, the work there, I mean, anything, anytime you put, you know, your, um, I get just blood, sweat, and, Tears. I almost said blood, sweat, and gears because that's an old video. That's a monster truck video, blood, sweat, and gears. But there's blood, sweat, and tears, which is when you're doing work like that. Um, <clears throat> it's amazing. Hmm. Uh, Alex Sturgeon says, I just watched Columbo episode with a killer woman in black that turned out to be the sex psychiatrist. <laughs> Wait, I wonder which one that... I, I'm going through them now, but... Uh, I think I saw that episode. Is that the... She was a rich lady, though, and she lived in a mansion, and... I believe that's the one. But, Jason, I will send you a link, or I'll send you a episode that you should watch. And I think you'll be hooked, and you'll go right through them all. There's, like, I think... I forget how many seasons are up on Amazon Prime. I think they have seven up. Uh, Almond saying, uh, yeah, that Jaguar came out nice. Almost motivates me to get the T-Bucket finished. Okay. Let's ask Jason, does he work on Fords? I, I'm really surprised he's working on a Jaguar. Jaguar. I always wanted the Jaguar uh, video game console. 
Almond, do you have the Jaguar video game console? It's too expensive for me back in the day. It's too expensive now. Everything's vintage. Uh, Chili Duncan, Peter Falk, better known as I'm the actually, grandfather from The Princess of the Bride. I'm actually looking up what a sex therapist does. Psychiatrist. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Because a sex therapist can be a psychiatrist. That's what it says here on the old Google machine. So, Alex, uh, you're a big Colombo fan? Sometimes I just put it on in the background. Like, just have it on when I fall asleep or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, I don't even know if we covered any of our topics that you had written down there. But anyway, we get on these, uh, get in here with the comments. It's pretty fun. Um, Jason Santa working on anything currently have a 65 Mustang and a 32 Ford Vicky at the shop. Nice. Oh, he works on anything. Okay. I see what he's uh, Alex Sturgeon says, hasn't, hasn't watched it. Hasn't watched Columbo in years, Jason. They don't have internet out. Oh wait. Internet was out and only thing on TV. <laughs> All right. Well, check out Columbo. I think you guys would love it. Is that I, his name? That's, I, what, that's the thing is that was his name. Lieutenant Columbo. Lieutenant? On the show. You would love it, Jason. I'm telling you. Season one. So it ran for 10 seasons, <clears throat> 69 episodes, and they're, <laughs> and, they're se- and they're 73 to 98 minutes long. Oh, they're, fan- right? they're fantastic. You'll absolutely love them. And before you know it, they're over and you're like, oh, man, what the hell? I want to watch the next one. Um, What's that? Go ahead. I'm just looking at the um, what years this was going. In the, this is from the 70s, huh? Yeah, I believe so. Like late seventies, ran in maybe yeah. early, maybe early seventies. Show originally aired on NBC from seventy one to seventy eight. Wow. Okay. Columbo then aired less frequently on ABC from eighty nine to two thousand three. So that must have been the reruns. Yeah. Okay. Very good show. I noticed uh, the Peacock Channel also has the. Uh, Peacock, uh, if you have the Peacock app, uh, they also have Columbo up there. How many seasons did you say that ran for, Jason? Did it, uh, was it 10, you said? Well, let's see here. Two pilot episodes in Which, 1968 and 1971. The first the pilot show, episode is absolutely awesome. The show originally aired on NBA, NBC 71 to 78. But yeah, it was 10 seasons total. Oh, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, 68 so, through 78, okay, and then so, 89 through 98. I guess there was a whole nother spin of them. So 10 seasons, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, so Peacock Channel has them all, has 10 seasons up there, where Prime, I think, stops at six or seven. I don't know why it stops there. Maybe because Peacock has... All the rights now or, or something. I don't know. Where did but, this peacock thing come from? It just like came well, out they, of nowhere. The NBC, NBC. They it's always their seem, streaming they thing. Al- yeah. 
they always used the peacock as their logo back then yeah, but so, it just like so they just started their own streaming app. So this must have just started like a couple of years ago. I think the Peacock app just recently launched. Mm-hmm. Like maybe twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I want to say November twenty twenty. So twenty twenty. It's so WWE Network moved over to to the Peacock Network. That's interesting. Yeah. That they went through they, all that effort. Well, they didn't want to have to devote manpower to run the network. So now they're able to free up a lot of manpower, you know, a lot of people to do other things because now Peacock handles the whole thing. They don't have to mm-hmm. mess with any of the technology or anything. Right. So it kind of made sense when Steph, Stephanie was talking about it. <clears throat> Stephanie McMahon. Um, Almond saying, "Yeah, no, no Atari Jaguar console. I'm kind of shocked by that, but I have a pristine Sega Saturn. Finally, nice. Still has trouble being emulated. Emulated to this day, 21 years later. Also from '95. Going to have to make a '95 only section in the den. I have a truck for that. Yeah, Jason has a truck for that." You got a truck for that, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, yeah. Where were we? Yeah, Columbo. Oh, there's a lot of Columbo podcasts out there also that you can download. That <laughs> oh I, I've actually, I actually downloaded some podcasts and been listening to them, and it's just people reviewing the episodes. Okay. And so what I like doing is watching an episode and then listening to what the guys had to say about it. And there's a lot of times you miss – not maybe miss things, but they give you like facts and stuff. And you're like, oh, that's a cool fact. And you go back and you watch it again or whatever. You I know. can see getting hooked on that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> Typically, Jason, they show you the killer at the beginning. Like he goes through his whole thing or he or she and they kill the person. And then it eases into Columbo coming in and trying to figure it out how they mm-hmm. did it. So usually see what happens. Um. Okay, Mike Fuller saying that used to be NBC Gold. Now they're calling the Peacock the streaming service. Alex Sturgeon says, "Just one more thing. That's a Colombo thing, Jason. So when you're watching it, Colombo will walk away, and then he'll be like, oh, just one more thing.' Yeah. And then that's when Colombo knows what's going on. He already, you know, it's just great." He, he's always one step ahead of the guy. Just one more thing. Yeah, as he's walking away. Oh, just one more thing. You ever seen that? There's a show that Alice and I watched um, called. Uh, I'm just drawing a blank. It's called uh, Bosch. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. And you know he's a detective, figuring stuff out. So that kind of reminds me of that. Uh, seven seasons of Bosch. Um, Amazon Prime Video. That's a good series. Okay. I liked watching that. Well, if you watch an episode of Columbo, I'll watch one. Of that. Okay. Oh. Should I watch the pilot? Which one's going to um, be? 
Yeah, because the pilot one is that was really good. That's a very young Columbo too. Like later on, as the seasons, he he kind of like looks very tired. Like it's supposed to be like that too. He doesn't yeah. sleep. He's always investigating. Mm-hmm. But the very first one, he looks like a young Columbo. It's crazy. But um, that's a very good episode also. The very first one. Um, Almond saying, yeah, B3 arms, I'm good on. I don't know if they're talking to us or they're talking in the chat with everybody. <laughs> um, I'm good on. Old stock from Associated. There's another company that makes molded front arms for the B3. Oh. The B the BK Classic Vintage Class rules are specifically state 95 or older. Got to give those double X's a good run. You have any arm recommendation? You have arm recommendations? Give give them to me. Hmm. Well, uh, Jason brought it up here. There's somebody that makes molded B2 front arms. He just can't oh. recall his name. Okay, yeah, Jason's saying there's a guy. I think it's a guy from Michigan. I think it's the guy from Michigan that does it. I loved my B2 when it was in 1995. Jason's seeing something here in the background on the floor in my office. Hmm. Oh, I see something over there, yeah. What is it? Avante. Damn. Down on the down here. Okay. But to me, Avante new in the box. Just bought this the other day. This is actually going Tamia. Yeah. Tamia. Yeah. Tamia is what they say in the UK. Oh, do they? Which makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, everybody has a different way of saying it. I mean, I used to say Tamiya when I was a kid, so that kind of stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, so there's the Avante. Almond saying the year before the 96 Nats. Good. Got that one out of the way. <laughs> Got that in there. <laughs> <laughs> are we coming up on how many years from when are we coming up on the uh, how many years ago was that? Well, I can't it's, do the uh, four plus 21, so it's 25 years ago. Oh, it is 25? Mm-hmm. Oh, we have to get Chris Bing on. We just passed the 25 Damn year. it. We got to get Chris Bing because, on. I gotta because it would have been the summer of 96, right? All right. Summer of 96. Next show, Chris Bing, everyone. Now <laughs> I just got to get a hold of him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chris, you're on the show, by the way. I think Chris is in Hawaii. I saw some photos. I think he's out there vacationing. Man, still got that bonus money coming in yeah, from, 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 from the 96. Damn. Legendary. It's a never-ending win. Royalties just keep coming in. Hmm. Might have to get that phone. All right. I think we can um, get to our um, talk about the Nats a little bit. I I don't know where we left off. We just started. uh, I mean, we don't want to go through. (laughs) I got one, too. We could start driving people nuts nice. with that. It used to be our clicking of the keyboard, the mouse and the keyboard. Now it's going to be this. Yeah. Pete's going to be like, no, I hate this podcast. <laughs> uh, 
So, Mugen Challenge, you went out there, right? I did. I don't know. Did you? I uh, you <laughs> no, I did not. This was just, maybe you were just doing so much communication with Jubert. I felt like you were out there. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Because I kept bugging you. So, this is how it goes down when, when, so, you know, the Mugen Challenge was coming up and, and it starts, I start messaging Jubert. Like, are you there yet? On my way. Are you there yet? Yep, I'm there. What's it like? What's going on? I, tons of questions. You know what I mean? Just annoying. And um, I I was going to go on Saturday, I believe it was, and it was just super hot. I mean, it was really hot out. And uh, I was I said, you know what? Maybe Sunday I'll go. Because um, I like the mains anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, you're the main guy. But Juber usually races his main on Saturday, Saturday night. So. <laughs> Sorry, Juber. Uh, so where was I going with this? So it was super hot Saturday, and Sunday was um, it was raining here, and it looked really bad at LCRC. But I guess Juber said it never really started. It just sprinkled a little, and then it went away. But outside my port, it was like porn. It was just absolutely porn. So I was just like, well, I ain't going anywhere. And I ended up watching on uh, 40, uh, Toby Hampson. Toby Hampson does the uh, 40, uh, 40, 49, 46. Is it 46 RC? Jason? Uh, that sounds okay. right to me. 46. <clears throat> Man, I hate the butcher. I, I don't know what it's in reference to. Is it the 46? I think it's no. something to do with like the interstate up where he lives or something. Because it has like an interstate sign. Let's see. 46 RC. Yeah, 46 RC. That was right. And he has a uh, New Jersey, 46. So he has the, uh, like a, you know, like a road sign there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. So I just watched it on there. I mean, it doesn't get any better. I got live RC. I could watch. I watched the Nationals on Live RC, which was was great. They had a nice camera angle; could see everything. Great. Saw Jason walk by a few times. <clears throat> Saw Jason on his phone, checking mm-hmm. checking the messages I was sending them. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Technology, man, it is amazing, isn't it, Jason? It's very amazing. And uh, and I was watching the Mugen Challenge on Forty Six RC. I could broadcast the. He puts it on Facebook, and I could. Um, Put it up on a TV. That's it. Done. So I appreciate those guys doing that for me. I like to think they're doing it for me. Just you specifically. Yeah, just me. Um, so Eric was at the Mugen Challenge. He says Mugen Challenge was fantastic. Bought an e-buggy just to join the fun. Drake Clinic was great. You know, I kind of want to... I want to do... I would like to get together with um, Adam myself, Mayfield, Spencer, you know, the guys, Dakota, whoever, I'd like to do one of these clinics too, or put on a, a clinic. Uh, I'd like to be involved in one. So one of these events, we're going to have to uh, kind of experiment with that a little bit. Matt Adams confirming what I said, Jason, Mugen challenge was great, but Saturday was stupid hot. Yeah. 
So you were not going to catch me out there. <laughs> not going to catch you. <laughs> so I think um, Adam did TQ all three classes, E-Buggy, Nitro Buggy, and Truggy, and he won two or three because it did rain out the mains, but the Truggy oh, main, did, I think it, he... It did rain there. Yeah, they didn't get to run the, the Nitro Buggy or the E-Buggy, I believe. Oh, okay. There it is, the RC Dream Team Clinic. Oh. Including Jason Rona. Nothing will beat the Trinity Speedworks Series clinics. Oof. Joel Johnson. That's another thing we could talk about. Um, that. F- well, we'll add that on the list. <laughs> We're going to be here till like 11. Yeah, no kidding. But, okay, so Mugen Challenge. <laughs> we'll <finish> that one <laughs> up. <laughs> Vegan challenge. Okay, drink one. And they rained out some mains. Okay. Wicked weekend. We had Rich go up there. He had to. We had to rent a van because we had our other van committed to going to the Roar Nats the following week. Uh, so Rich uh, from J Concepts here went up and did Wicked Weekend. Uh, you know they had another. That's another Dave Likeum. Race time entertainment event. They had five or six hundred entries. I always just, I just say five or six hundred entries. It's somewhere around. Yeah. Um, it's a safe bet. We had our guy, uh, Tyler Jones, was up there representing as many oh, uh, others, you know, running J Concepts. But I know Tyler TQ'd Truggy and he won E Buggy. Oh. So he's got two wins this year in E Buggy against the top level. Uh, against top level competition, one was at Silver State, the other one was here at uh, Wicked Weekend. Jared Tebow won Truggy. Oh, he did! Wow. And then uh, Cole, Og- Cole Ogden won Cole Ogden won Nitro Buggy, which uh, Cole has won that race. I want to say maybe five times, something like wow. that. Wow. Uh, I think the only time he didn't win was when we went last year. We had it on the outdoor track in, um, was that South Carolina we were in? Awesome track uh, we were at. But, yeah, I think that was the only time Cole didn't win Nitro Buggy um, at that particular race. So, uh, yeah, it was a good – he was able to kick kick some butt there. And then we had our guy Tyler Jones doing so well and, we had a lot of drivers do well. Uh, we did, when you look at the results, we actually did really well in the open classes. And uh, that was a good race for us. We were rich up there, and we had Jackson Brunson helping out Rich in the pits. We had uh, Tyler Hooks, um, kind of one of the first events that he was uh, officially um, helping with J Concept stuff there at the Wicked Weekend. He was there uh, doing some stuff there and also racing. So that was cool. Uh, so good race. And then, uh, now we're up to current with the roar nationals where we just were over the weekend. You said you were spying on us through live RC. I had it on all weekend on TV in the living room and bedroom. Now you were saying, man, those 13, five cars are fast. (laughs) Well, I didn't see like 13. Wait for mod. But I was like watching them go down the back and I'm like, holy shit. And then you're, <laughs> I text you, and you're like, "Yeah, dude, this ain't nothing yet." Yeah, I was like, "Damn, I can never drive those things around that track, dude. Never." 
I actually could bring a bunch of, I could bring, I have all the cars from all our winning cars from the race. I could bring them in here and show them. Oh off. yeah. Go cool. get them. I'd love to okay, see I'll that. Go, I'll go get them. All right, buddy. Get the Avante for Almond. <laughs> uh, so Jason's going to get the cars. Okay. But yeah, I was watching, um, watching the Nats all weekend. And I don't know. I'm just amazed. Small track, and those guys are just ripping around there full speed. Um, I'd be smashing the hell out of my car. Uh, Jackson Brunson checks in and says, what's your thoughts on Cam Newton news? Um, I, I, I guess I could say I was, I was shocked actually. I thought he would, I, I was all for giving him another chance, a whole year underneath his belt, see what he can do. Um, but I think they got a little upset with him with the whole COVID protocol. I guess he wasn't following some rules, so they, so he wasn't allowed to be there for five days or something like that. But uh, yeah, a little shocked. But uh, I guess Bill Belichick feels that Matt, Mac Jones is uh, should start Mac Jones. So I'm excited to see him play. Jackson Brunson there, Jason. He checked in, asked me about Cam Newton being cut from the Patriots. A uh, little shocked. All right. Um, yeah, so what do we got here? Let me, um, there we go. Uh, this Cole Tollard, mm-hmm. his uh, national championship winning T6.2. Nice. We got the uh, finisher body on here. Mm-hmm. J-Con says finisher body. We got our uh, ellipse tires here, silver compound, made into slicks our wheels and uh titanium turnbuckles or aluminum <laughs> i believe he's running the associated titanium okay tur- turnbuckles here right um but he has uh this is a sweet looking body that, uh, yeah i mean up close this thing is really nice. I believe this is painted by, uh, or this is painted by Dark Side Designs. Uh, but you know, just the the drip detail on here is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did a great job with his decal layout here uh, from Nine Two Zero Designs. Paint, so paint a little you know, homage to Kenwald there. Yeah, I think this is a, you know, this is a Kenwald style drip body, but. You know, not exactly the the same back here, but oh, right. uh, but yeah, um, <clears throat> got some nice decals on Oop. here. Oops, sorry. So, yeah, this was the feel good story of the weekend. Uh, I think was Cole winning this class. It was amazing to see him win uh, a class like this against the top competition. Um, you know, stadium trucks, not as packed mm-hmm. or stacked as it used to be, but the competition was still, you know, top notch. Obviously, anytime you get a chance to beat Dakota, uh, Ty Tessman, Cavalieri, uh, you know, top tops of the class and even uh, Paul Lemieux's son. Which oh, yeah. I don't know if you know Chase. this or not, but Paul Lemieux's son races and is one hell of a racer now. Oh, definitely. Um, 
he was kicking butt. Qualified second in um, modified truck. So, but yeah, this is Cole's truck. Um, was Paulie out there? He was. Oh, he was there with. He man. Was, yeah, he was there with his son. So we can take a look with the body off if you want. Now I wish I would have made that three hour trip. I told you. I mean, I get to see you, but you know, Polly. Polly's awesome. Yeah. Polly. Polly. I miss hanging out with Polly in Chicago, hobby show. Yeah, I mean, look at this thing. It's uh Yeah, it's the uh T uh T six. T six point two. Point two. 3D electrical. Um not a lot of magical stuff going on here. It's just a box stock. It's very stock. I, I mean, I think he's got some carbon parts and he's got, uh, but I mean, it's a, I mean, it's nice. Nice yeah. truck. We were able to, we got these vehicles from everybody before they were able to leave. So we can, mm-hmm. as a almond plant or a, a commented here, um, you planning to do a breakdown? Yeah, we are. We're going to do a video in the garage. Oh, nice. The one thing that Cole never does on his bodies, and I keep dropping the body clips. Don't you hate life happens? He never cuts this part out back here. Really? We always, yeah. we always cut this up and around, and Cole never does that. He always leaves this little tailgate part in there. Interesting. I always, I always thought that was like <clears throat> not a good thing, but he, he proved it wrong. So okay. we'll we'll put this body back on and we'll go to the next car. Love the way this thing looks. Yeah. Make sure. And yeah, the paint job, you know, it's you know, it's obviously you got to make a statement and go with the full pink on the mm-hmm. the rear of the body. But it one thing that's nice about this is it really stands out on the track when he races with this this color yeah. combo. So all right, we'll set that Great. one down. Okay. Here's Spencer's short course truck. My favorite class, short course. Yeah. SC six point two. High flow body. We just talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Kirby was making making fun of me for posting uh, the info about the um, short course bodies, but that's something we're really proud of. We got. Oh, he was just uh, busting you. I know. <laughs> we got sixteen. This body now sixteen Roar National Championships. Ah, uh, yes. Um, Paul worked on this body in two thousand eleven for the. Uh, worked on this for two in 2011 for the Roar Nationals at is it um, <clears throat> drawing a blank on the hobby store name. Um, anyway, I'll think of it in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably the coolest track we'd ever been to at that time in 2011. So we worked on this high flow for 2011. Mayfield TQ'd and won that event, probably the peak of short course. And ever since then, this body's been on a tear. One of our favorites. Spencer's got the champion. We call them the champion nameplates. 
and the number plates oh. on here. All right. Um, I believe Paul cut this body out. You can tell because it looks awesome. <laughs> Opposed and, to if you, uh, if you did it, right? No, if I did it, it would look, it would look really good. <laughs> there you go. It would look really good. Right. Uh, but when Paul does it, it's awesome. So, um, I like how Spencer laid his stickers out on here. Kind of went a little simple, but uh, didn't do the massive ones. Some people put the real massive ones on here, but he's kind of got the okay. nice three decals. Yeah. Uh, went Futaba up here, which I kind of liked. I thought that was kind of neat. Then on his fender here, he's got his Savox and Protec Amy. It's kind of cool. Uh, we'll take the body off of this one. He's got the J Concepts ellipse on here, sanded down to slicks. The hazard wheels, which the hazard wheels we also debuted in 2011, and a lot of people wow. talked to us about the hazard wheels. Uh, yeah, NorCal Hobbies. That's what I was looking for. Uh, Chili. I was I was wanting to say Northwest Hobbies, but that was that's Casey Vital's track. So NorCal Hobbies, probably one of the, look that race up on YouTube. People are watching. Look at that layout at NorCal Hobbies. Kevin Jellick built that track and amazing uh, Spencer's body there and you can see here pretty simple again pretty simple truck you know Spencer runs a little different electrical he's got some carbon parts on here though that they're offering now mm. uh, uh, he's got his hobby wing speed control he's got his Savox servo He's got his uh, Futaba receiver. He's got a ProTech battery pack and hobby wing motor. It's kind of a small aluminum pinion on here, though. I didn't expect the pinion to be that small. What is that? I can't even read it. Sorry, I got to take my glasses off. Eight. 17 tooth pinion. Wow. <clears throat> Truck has a diff in it, but you can see the champs ride straight off the track. 16, nice. 16 national titles for the high flow body. And you're trying to get to what now? Not trying to get to anything. We just think that's oh, a pretty big number. Right. I thought you said 16. something like 20. So. And well, no, tw we're, we're at 20 total. Oh, 20 total for that. Yeah, well, we have we have twenty total short course wins with the body, right? But but sixteen with this this one. Gotcha. So four others are from either the original Raptor body, or our actually newer body, the HF two we call one. it. So we'll put this one away. But uh, that was a wasn't really highly contested. Uh, race in terms of entries but Spencer wanted to run it keep the winning streaks alive for Associated they'd never been defeated in the class that was important <laughs> hey is this this is like something I would say Jason. hey is that your comment <laughs> um, oh what am I doing here? Alex Surgeon and, and says, uh, can short course please be done now at the Nats enough already? It's like a special kind of torture. <laughs> you know, Alex is probably right about that. 
And I think that recommendation was put in not to have it as a Roar National oh, was it? class. Yeah, I think that recommendation was thrown out there to not have it as a as a as a class anymore at the Roar Nationals. It's still a great um, club level, entry level um, vehicle, and they're still popular. But on a national racing level, I don't think it's quite the same. But either way. Pretty proud of it. Yeah. So we'll pick up two trucks. Maybe we can. Jason uh, Santos says Spencer needs a purple chassis. All right. So. Need the purple uh, Trinity to make the purple flaked graphite. So show us. Kirby Hand Edition. So we got a stadium truck here and That's a short true. course truck here. Okay. So tell us. Yeah. Tell us which one do you like better? Stadium. <clears throat> we got some more. I'll go get some more cars. Alex Sturgeon Club and Regional, yes. Yeah, the, the short course is fine on the club and regional level. Okay, hold on a second. Alex Sturgeon says stadium. Chili Duncan, no surprise there. Short course truck. You like your short course, Chili. You, um, let's see. Almond says short course uh, stadium. Short course stadium should have died. Are you for real? Stadium's where it's at. Rob Rob Sturgill Stadium truck with a longer wheelbase or scrap it at scrap it all. Hmm. Okay. RC Kevin says Stadium even for Canada. That's right, Stadium. RC Kevin. Uh, Jim Hughes agrees. I think he agrees with me. Stadium. Oh, what do we got here? Jason coming back. A lot of people are voting for stadium, Jason. Stadium, stadium, stadium. Chili Duncan's the only short course truck vote. We and we knew that was going to happen. <laughs> All right, so ready? Yeah. What do we got here now? Here's our next badass ride. The Codefend. This is his four-wheel drive, uh, 22X4. Which was ballistic. God. I mean. He checked yeah. out and was gone. It was. For a track that size to, um, for the winning he was doing with this thing, very impressive. Very, very impressive. Uh yeah, TQ'd three of the four rounds, I believe, and won the first two mains. Maybe he TQ'd all four rounds. Wow. I don't know. Either it was three or four in this class, <laughs> but uh, he ran our ellipse tires on this class, grounded down to slicks, got our hard RM2 inserts in the front, our standard gray inserts in the back. Uh, I believe he was using his Trinity tire sauce. 
Nice. Uh, got our F2 body on here, which he's run our S2 a few times, but it seems like he goes back to this uh, this F2. He's got our um, S-type rear wing on here. It's a nice piece. And this was this thing was bad to the bone, as uh, Dennis Anderson would say. He's got our fin turnbuckles on here. Um, the original, I will say. The original fin turnbuckles. Rob's asking, uh, no smoothie two, twos? Not on four-wheel. So here's his, his four-wheel. Um, he's got his Phenom Series motors in here from Trinity, mm. which actually look really cool. Yeah. 6.0. So that was... He had plenty of power. He's got the Pro Performance RC speed control, Spectrum Servo, Spectrum Receiver, Trinity Battery, the White Carbon, I believe it's called. Mm. LCG White Carbon. Look at me knowing my products. I know, huh? man. Jeez, your Trinity products too. Don't knowing my Trinity stuff. Um, so paychecks in the mail uh, yeah. from Trinity to uh, to me for uh, these <laughs> product callouts. Uh, so yeah, did a heck of a job here with this thing. And uh, Thomas Tran from TLR and Frank Root from TLR helping him out. Um, oh, they were there the too? Yep, they were there nice. too. Probably one of the cleaner Dakota wiring jobs you'll ever see. He did, uh, he's definitely got, uh, he's got that part of his game uh, starting to get dialed in now. Mm. Here's the old F2 body. funny when you see people online they're always like they see all these people's vehicles and it's like <clears throat> they probably got all this stuff you can't get and yeah you know it's That's like I, I mean sure there's prototype parts from you know here and there but <clears throat> i mean this stuff's pretty awesome and they're all pretty stock like we're showing i mean you look at back in the day when i when I would lose, I'd just be like, ah, oh, they got parts I can't get. Yeah, prototypes. 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 So one thing we'll, we'll point out about Dakota's two-wheel is, you know, he's got the P2 body on here, which for some reason I think this is, this just looks fantastic on this car. Uh, I don't know if it's with the front wing being off the tower that he uses mm -hmm. to goes along with the P2, but for some reason that's just my favorite. Uh, combination right now on this on this vehicle uh, and then really what stands out about all these being Dakota's cars to me is he always uses these you know the stick at one decals but with the orange all right yeah a lot of people will use their decal their decals will be the color of their wheels right they'll mm -hmm. it's very common that if you use white wheels your stickers are white if you use yellow wheels, uh, yellow. But Dakota's always used this orange. Uh, and that, to me, that's what really stands out about 
his car being his car uh, is having that orange in there. Yeah. So painted by Bradley's fine line designs, this body. I, I forgot to point out on Spencer's short course that was painted by Larry Genova. <clears throat> and then this one was painted by Bradley's fine line. So right there, we got our three paint uh, pros that we, that we've been kind of leaning on this year between uh, custom RC graphics and Larry Genova dark side designs, Chris Norlock. And then uh, we got uh, Bradley's fine line here with yeah. Bradley. Nice. So yeah, it's two wheel drive buggy went over it. P2 body. He's got the front wing on here. He's got our, uh, these are actually the smoothie two tires that Rob was alluding to. Yeah, there you go, Rob. He ran these on the two wheel. Uh, he's got our fin turnbuckles on here. Titanium. The original fin turnbuckles. Point out. And then uh, got our seven inch wide carpet turf wing. Oh no. Chad had to drop the uh, drops the comment of Yellow Wheels win again. If you want to win nationals, you run yellow. Okay. If you want to win worlds, you run white. Oh, gotcha. So, <clears throat> and you're not allowed to change. You know what I mean? Like you can't take double advantage of the situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, again. We'll go into the sales pitch here. We got the you know the TLR twenty two five point elite. I guess this is called mm-hmm. Trinity white carbon battery. He's got his Phenom signature series motor in here. I don't even know what wine this is. We'll just call it fast. Normally, there's seven fives is what we run in two wheel, but this is probably a seven five or a seven zero. I'm assuming. Um, Did the part Spectre. numbers for all this stuff? I don't know what the part is. <laughs> I'm not that good. Uh, where did we leave off? Oh, yeah. Spectrum. Spectrum servo. Spectrum receiver. And uh, the Pro Performance RC speed control, which he's been using for about a year now. I believe mm-hmm. he ran that first time was at our turf nats last year. And a great wire job with the Phenom Dakota Fin. Right on the heat shrink. Looking clean. Uh, Alex is saying, if you want to be a badass, but not be able to judge corners, run black wheels. <laughs> Man, back back in the 90s, I remember Rick Howard used to run black wheels. Oh, yeah? And, man, we used to make fun of his stuff. Oh. We used to be like, what is he doing? Then he'd go TQ a race with black wheels, and we're just like, we can't let this happen. <laughs> you know? It's like, that's just... But, you know, his theory, and I think others' have theory on that type of stuff, is most uh, most race cars have uh, black wheels. Like, you know... Uh, so I think that was his theory at the time, was uh, in racing, there's a lot of vehicles, cars that have black wheels, so... yeah. <clears throat> He's like, why not the RC car? Eh, for some reason, doesn't work quite as well. But it worked for him, I guess. And uh, I ended up recording all these main events 
all the AAA main events, we put them on YouTube today. So on our oh. YouTube channel, okay. Rich got those edited together and put together. A lot of people were talking about uh, at this race, Mayfield running the his uh, um, night body scheme. I did notice that. So I actually asked him about that prior to the race. I'm like, hey, you care if we paint these up like that? He's like, no. He's like, I actually, he's like, you know, I'll run that scheme all the time. Um, I like like the blue scheme the best, but I thought it'd be something different. And uh, he did good with it in the four wheel, got third. Um, So it was good to see. Uh, Georgia States, I think, is coming up this weekend, along with the Surf City Classic. Those are two things that are going on. Uh, We're going to have a lot of good drivers down at the Surf City at OCRC. And then Adam Drake's, along with other J-Concepts drivers, be at the Georgia States, which I don't want to brag. Oh, but I'm going to. But I'm going to. We used to go to the Georgia States back in the day, and that was a race that we dominated from Florida. I'll just say, you know. <laughs> a little Georgia-Florida you know. thing going on here. Yeah. We used to – and that was – what people don't realize is how huge of a race the Georgia States used to be. That used to be 330, 350 entries that the Georgia States uh, – and – we used to go there and love doing that race. Uh, they also had another race called the Colonel's Classic, which they still have today. Uh, but both of those races were both like 300 entry races, and you really wanted to win them. Wow. And uh, I was lucky to win a bunch of them. Damn. And oh, Adam Dr- Adam Drake used to race there too at the Georgia States. Okay. So he spent some time, I believe, South Carolina, and then he would practice at Score in Savannah, and he was uh, somewhat local to that track for quite a while. Uh, probably another reason he's there this weekend, but he spent a lot of time there at Score. So he's there to um, inflict some damage. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Take it easy, fellas. On the racetrack. Oh, gotcha. Um, uh, you answered us earlier, Jason. I don't think you're going right. Jason's traveling to Huntington Beach. No, not. Uh, we have um, several drivers racing there this weekend, but we're not going to be able to do it with uh, kind of this rundown we did of Mugen yeah. Challenge, Wicked Weekend, Roar Nationals, um, and then I'm going to Turf Nats next weekend, and everything we did before that. So, not doing Surf City. Uh, disappointing because that's kind of one of the top races on the calendar but just not gonna happen this week <laughs> layoff guys there yeah we got plenty of guys there so new products i had on my list here new products we came out with we got that that new uh, let's see here we got that new truggy body released i'll go ahead and f2 truggy body released on friday and that's been doing well. Yeah, I was in there reading well, the comments. Yeah, I mean, I you love have those. the same. Yeah, it's the same. Kind of have you kind of have the clowns in there that you know feel like they have to say something um, relative to it, but it's been popular. I like it. It's a great. Not, it's been a uh, 
you know, it's been a big success on the track. Mayfield, um, you know, doing so well with it as he always does when you, when we release something like that and just another proud moment for us. And I, I didn't think about it until you mentioned it too. Like you could see the suspension work. Yep. I mean, I think I'd want to see that, but, and it just looks skinnier and cooler. I think it's, it's better. It's better. It's going to be better. Deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. So I think we'll see more of that. Got that out, which fits five different trucks. You do have to use a carbon fiber adapter for the front body and body mount, but that's part of the design. But we got one body mold, fits five trucks. Uh, So we'll start with the Mugen Associated TLR, Mm -hmm. Techno, and HB. So fits all those trucks within a, a carbon fiber adapter. So pretty cool. I put a picture of our final one in uh, the chat and pretty happy with the way that those photos came out. Rich dialed it in, got it looking good. Uh, Alex is asking crawler tires and cab only creep. You know, I brought these out. Uh, we got a, a tire called the Tusk and the Hunk, which are going to be releasing in the next week or so here. These are actually the Class 1 size versions, but we do have a Class 2 size uh, that will also that we're releasing that Alex uh, will like, I believe. And the cab-only creep body still in the works, but it's it's going Alex and is happy about that's, that. That's 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 going. And what else do we have there? Uh, Eric's asking how much uh, change from the Truggy prototype to the final version. Let me take a look at my photo here as a reminder. What we did, we raised the side pods a little bit because what we realized is when we ran the E Nationals, that it was nicer to have a little more clearance for the batteries. So if you notice that when we ran the E-Nationals, the bodies on Ryan's and Spencer's truck stuck up a little on the left side because it was sitting on the battery. But what we did is we went ahead before we finished it is we raised both sides so it fits the E-Truggies as well. And we, we did some finessing to the front nose piece. We used a different front decal and... Uh, didn't use as much as the F2 10 scale truck body uh, arrangement on the front end. We went to more of a traditional decal layout there. And then we did some chamfering on the front nose piece, which is what's kind of different about our body is did some what? the, uh, the nose of the body right by the cab. That's um, we did a little bit of chamfering there. Hmm. And uh, that word quick, we we did a little bit of, uh, did a little bit of work to the rear end, I think in the body mount location. And then we were, that was it made sure it fit the other trucks. And then we were rolling with it. So Paul worked on that quite a bit and it was kind of a pain in the butt to make it fit all these trucks. But I think ultimately 
Um, a dealer or a distributor is kind of nice because they only have to have one body. Hmm. So, and I think my favorite picture here is the side view of it. That's why I sent that one to you. So we kind of do a little, you can see on this, you know, we went with the night scheme Mayfield paint on here, but, uh, you know, on the, on the wing, we got his wing button, the <clears throat> RM squared wing button, one piece wing button that's red. And then we got our JC magnetic wheel nuts on here that are blue. So we got a little product placement going on on this thing mm -hmm. and a little bit of color mixing mm -hmm. blue, red combinations. So we got some, and then we got some other things that are about to hit here. We got, uh, that are about prepped to go. We got a, got a fan, kind of a simple fan. We're just releasing, uh, then we got a Camaro drag body. We got another rear, uh, we got a treaded rear drag tire. The two uh, crawler tires that we showed to Alex. Got those coming. And so we got some new products here in the next couple weeks that are ready to roll. Nice. Um one thing I wanted to point out that I was thinking of when I was at this nationals, mm -hmm. I believe is another bragging opportunity. <laughs> Love it. I believe that, uh, you know, we, we swept all the off-road nationals this year for J concepts. Yeah. So, so we won all the classes and, uh, nine of those classes were open tire and, and the other four were control tire, but they're also won by our drivers. So we won all nine classes that were open tire and we, and the other ones, we, our drivers won with our bodies, wheels, accessories, but those were control tires. So Damn. I don't, uh, this was, that's what, this is what we we're kind of going for this year. We, you know, Mayfield got us started winning those four, eight scale races and I was really oh. I was really hoping to get uh, the big three uh, 10 scale classes which is to me two wheel four wheel and stadium truck I was hoping to get those while we were up at Mimi's which we did but we and then we added on to that getting some of the others so um, that was the goal I was hoping to get at least two wheel and four wheel those are the big ones uh, but then we ended up doing even better than that. So um, kind of a bucket list Roar Nationals experience this year for us. I don't know if that's something that can be done over and over. I don't, you know, you got to have the right product at the right time, the dri driver at the right time. Obviously, we got Ryan doing so well, and then we got Dakota um, coming in and um, – given his terminator impression of uh knocking down those two classes uh two wheel and four wheel so <laughs> um yeah it's uh was a great year our best year ever on the roar national scene i don't know if, if we'll ever be able to repeat that but i hope we do but if not it was nice to be able to sweep once uh i know when we started 
in the business. Um, people kind of laughed at us. So, um, so take that crotch chop. Take that. <laughs> yep. I remember going to our first few events. I remember, you know, people, uh, you know, numerous people say, oh, good luck doing that. Or, you know, how do you expect to compete? And how are you going to compete with this? Or how are you going to compete with that? And I remember our, one of our, our first couple eight scale tires brought to the nationals, Mayfield TQ'd with it. And I remember Scott Hughes laughing at us. Well, good luck with those in the main, you know. <laughs> You know, like, you know, everybody trying to bust our balls. Right. You right. know, hating on us. Yeah. But, uh, Haters will hate. But, but yeah, but we yeah. Um, come a long way. Um, stadium truck, Cole Tollard. Stadium truck, Cole Tollard was the feel good of the weekend, I think. It's, it's awesome to uh, see him win. I would think <clears throat> even if you're Dakota, who TQ'd the class and probably... Had you run the uh, those events over again, um, mm-hmm. him being able to drive a little differently, maybe he could have won. But you know what? He didn't. Um, and I think he would have. Um, he was happy that Cole won. Uh, he, he's known Cole a long time, too. And Cole's probably one of the nicest guys, if not the nicest guy in the business. Yep. So it was cool to see him get that <clears throat> win. And he beat some good guys to do it. And, and it wasn't just the mod truck win. Um, he qualified second in two wheel buggy finished third and he qualified, I believe third and four wheel. And, uh, did he finish third or fourth? Oh, he got fourth and four wheel. So he got fourth and four wheel third and two wheel and one stadium truck. That's a hell of a nationals. Strong. Strong yep. showing. Uh, episode 208, by the way. 208. That was Cole Tollard. Cole Tollard. So you can go back and listen to that one. April 9th, 2020. Uh, Almond says, oh, I remember my question. I wanted to know more about the worst weather at a race. I think Jason mentioned 97 Worlds in England. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't think there was a, not a 97 worlds in England. The 97 worlds wasn't, uh, was in California. That was perfect weather at the ranch. Uh, I did a 96 Reedy race. That's probably the one he's talking about. I did a 1996 Reedy race invitational in England. Uh, Mike Reedy took me and Mark Francis, not Matt Francis, but Mark wow. Francis, his yeah. brother, which was actually a really cool guy. Yeah. Um, one of the, um, the funniest guys too. But anyway, I remember him driving the Reedy didn't want to drive. So Mark Francis was driving the van, which my guess is, is Mark probably wasn't old enough to drive internationally. I mean, not that I was, <laughs> but he just let, he just told Mark to drive. Cause he was like, I think you'd be the better driver regardless would be better than me, even though you're not supposed to be driving. Yeah. Right. So I remember him turning into oncoming traffic once and while we were in, (laughs) but anyway, it worked out. It was fun. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently it it worked out. (laughs) Well, that race, uh, yeah, we were racing heads up, Reedy race style 
um, races in the rain. I remember our cars sitting on the grid and they didn't do the if Mar style grid. They had more like a kind of the, the old two, three, two style right. grid. Yep. And I remember our car sitting, it was kind of like an elevated starting area that came down. It was all grass. The whole track was grass. And I remember them sitting there and the rain is just pouring down and you can hear the rain hitting the bodies of the cars. And they were, uh, we were back in the pits and they were telling us to put condoms over the electrical, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Jesus, like, I got to play those in my toolbox. I didn't have any, you know, my RC racer in 1996. I didn't have any condoms. Come on. Um, so, you know, people are taking them out. They're like, condoms them, are for sailors. Know, put it on your receiver, you know, put it over your <laughs> speed control. I'm like, am I supposed to be touching this? Um, so we're putting all that stuff on the cars and man, we, we raced in the rain, but that probably wasn't the worst one. Even though we were racing in the rain, it was okay. Uh, there was some storms we had at the, the, the worlds at, North Carolina, the eight scale worlds in 08. That was nuts. That just uh, ruining the track in terms of how wet it was. And that when you had that, that red North Carolina clay and it's muddy, Mm. there is just no getting away from it. It is everywhere. And that was pretty, uh, that was pretty tough. That was a tough weather event. It dried up eventually, of course, and we ran good qualifiers, good mains, but there were some days that were ugly. That clash that um, Alex was talking about in 11, mm-hmm. where uh, uh, Jorn Newman and Gerd were there, and the pits were so full of water that I remember looking over to where we had Jorn pitting, and they were up to their under their knee. They were like under their knees, and that's how much water was in the pits. Jesus. They were walking around with like, you know, no shoes, no socks, like because the water and I was just thinking, this is electrical everywhere. A disaster. <laughs> I was like, this is a disaster. <laughs> and and I'm looking at the track. Paul and I are like, what are we gonna do with this? And we had Mike Applegate. And the, all the guys from Coral Springs that were so good at, uh, they're like, let's go to Home Depot. It's right around the corner. We'll get the wood chips. So we went and got like the wood chip mulch stuff that they have at Home Depot. Yeah. It's great for uh, sucking up the water. And we went and put that all over the track. That worked. We drained uh, the, the Coral Springs guys, Mike Applegate. Um <laughs> Alex, Alex says, uh, I was pitted across for Newman. I, I kept my feet up in the pit for several hours, chilling with an iPad. It was so, the water was so deep over there. God, where's the photos, man? Show some um, photos. There's a good photo of Kinwald who was there too. And Kinwald had bags. He put bags over his shoes, up his legs and then put like rubber bands on it to hold the bags. So there's a good photo somewhere. Um, I think we have one and maybe the X factory guy had one and somebody else, but that's awesome. We have a good photo of Kinwald like that. And that was (laughs) tough. We actually raced the mains that year. 
uh, so we drained all the water from the track to the islands, you know, in the islands in the track, uh, in between the pipes. Yeah. There was areas where the water in between the pipes, it couldn't go anymore there. It could not take any more water or would go over the pipes <laughs> and the track, but we put that, we put that, uh, mulch or the wood chips, uh, the wood shavings on the track. It worked perfect. And we were, we ran the mains there that, so that was a bad one. Uh, they call that one the splash, not the clash. <laughs> That's great. Um, so that one, the race in England, the that worlds uh, in North Carolina. I'm trying to think of another one that rained really bad. A lot of races in Florida had a lot of rain, but oh, there was the there was the um, the '97 Winter Champs. Mm. That could be the one that Hallman's talking about where. They brought everybody in because the park was flooded where okay. Lake Park is. I, I think I remember there's seeing this on car. There's action. two lakes. There's two lakes in there that when they get high enough, it connects with water. It, yeah, it goes great. over the road. So what they did was because everybody had already came into town and the race had to happen, the park rangers got a tractor and a big trailer. So you would pull your vehicle into the park in the morning you would load your race gear onto the flatbed trailer with you and the park people would bring you into where the track was because the track wasn't underwater right it was just the roads that was a bad one um <sighs> alex says so, all my cars were rusted when i got home from the calcium chloride that was an expensive yeah. trip yeah if you don't wow. start uh attending to your cars in that weather right away there, they turn into rust buckets. So, but I mean, you can stop it if you're wrenching right away and cleaning it off, but hmm. yeah. And you put that calcium chloride on the track, you get it on your car and then it's the weather's like that. It's like instant. Wow. Rust. Wow. <clears throat> so yeah, that was a big weather year at winter champs. There was one that just rained the entire winter champs. I remember we were running qual qualifier. This was the end of the, uh, the beginning of the end at the winter champs when they, we were actually running qualifiers and I think I actually went home <clears throat> because it was raining so bad and we're trying to run a qualifier as well. It was raining and Oof. it was, it was, they were running qualifiers Nightmare. and it was, and it was, it was raining and that was miserable. Trying to think if there was any other big. I don't think I ever been the, to one. We did the worlds in Japan, the one in uh, 2007. When it rained up there in those mountains, that was pretty serious. And the track had like white, grayish dirt. And when that white dirt was wet and muddy, it was next to impossible to j I mean, you could get it off, but it was like the stickiest mud. Uh, there's some good photos from that one. Yeah, I would love to see these photos, especially the one with the water in the pits. <clears throat> 2011 J Concept Spring Nats rained every night all three days. Is this the one 
Yeah, I think was that the. I, oh, that I was, remember that one being tough, but that was the last race had, outdoors. We oh, had nice. good mains there. I remember it, it had rained and it was a little wet. I ran three D's on my eight scale buggy, and I think I got second there to um, Kendall Welch. I was kicked my butt there, but I was running nitro buggy. I think I got second, <clears throat> and my car was great in the main. John Faulkner was pitting me. We're talking about all this rain, and uh, I was telling you, Jason, because uh, it's pouring rain here, and uh, we're supposed to get like six or seven inches of rain, so the basements get wet in some of these houses. But anyway, this was like 1998 Trinity House, me, Kirby, Rob Cutman, Mike Wood, okay, Ryan Han. Anyway, um, it was pouring rain. I guess there was probably like a same situation here, a tropical storm coming up through. And I wanted to go down in the basement for something and wasn't even thinking like, oh, there's going to be water in the basement. I open up the door and this is no joke, guys. You know, steps going down to the cellar. Halfway up the steps, there was water. And Kirby could back me up on this story. There are Trinity stuff, like our Trinity bags and everything. There was stuff just floating in the water, and I called Kirby over. I'm like, look at this shit down there. And he looks down there, and it's like, no joke, halfway up the steps, <laughs> that cellar was halfway filled with water. And we honestly, we just closed the door, latched it, and never looked down there for like another 10 months. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Never said a word, and we went back down there. And uh, when guys started moving out, they wanted to go back down there and grab their stuff, and it was just like all, you know dirt and everything <clears throat> funny story you had to be there because when I tell people that story they're like eh, yeah. I'm like no dude it looked like a freaking lake like there was waves going like this and the, and the trinity bag seriously was going like this when I was down <laughs> like whoops close, close that door <clears throat> I'm trying to find I mean, some <clears throat> I, th- I thought you, some of these photos right now. I thought you would. Um, well, I didn't even think at the time. I didn't give a shit. I was just like, yeah, close the door and forget about it. But I think you need to pump that water out of there. 2013 worlds. Know. He he's that one's probably from Chico. Uh, the day day of the mains. I think it was raining the day of the mains. And all remember them. 2013 worlds. 2013 worlds is more recent from a televised perspective. Yeah, that was one of them. All right. I got a few photos here I'll put in the chat. Okay. This is from 2000, this 2007 one in Japan I was talking about. <clears throat> oh, this the was like, And this was my last... This was my last hurrah to the 2007 was my last hurrah on a world's level. Was it? Yeah. It was 07. It was uh, the first round of qualifying. There it is. That's the white dirt you're talking about, right? I figured you could put it up in your screen. If yeah, you that, that one came out pretty good. Some of them I can't get. Oh, yeah, that looks good. That's yeah. the track. Yep. This is in the hills of Japan. 
Yeah, it was like at a ski resort. Hmm. Is and uh, had a really cool feel to it being up there. But it was a it was a forty five minute drive each way in the morning. So we'd drive forty five minutes from the hotel to get to the track, and then forty five minutes home at night. Good God! It was it was a big commitment. That's not really going to read very well, but. Yeah, that doesn't. Anyway. Yeah, that was some good photos there, but that, that was the track. Um, I think they were putting down powder there. That's all the oh, white is that powder. That is? Okay. Yeah. I think that's what their technique was for trying to help dry things up. All right. Well, thanks for that question, Almond. <laughs> um, you got to put in that next photo. Oh, which one is uh, that? All the, oh, the car. Um, yeah. Wait, hold on, let me see if I can get that in there. Sometimes they don't look too good. Oh yeah, we get that. Boom! Look at that one. That was Lee look Martin. Look at that, Lee Martin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow, dude. I think this should be my background all the time. That's a 10 skill buggy. Good God. The guys today would pass out if they had to run something like that. Holy shit, dude. <clears throat> and then if that, you could try to put that one photo in there so that has my so, car. So he had condoms wrapped around his speed. Well, I don't know what we were doing there, but. That might be right, but I, it was when I went to England is when I remember the condom thing. Oh, this is your car? Yeah, the next one. Might, I won't be able to get all that in there, but yeah, I don't need to. I'll just get your car. But this was from running a qualifier. This is how wet it was during a qualifier. Wow. Let me see if I can pull this up. And I'm running uh, the Rulux wheels in this. So, yeah, you can see how. So, this was the first round of qualifying at the world. I'll get out of the way. See, that was how muddy it was. <laughs> God damn, man. This is nuts. Look at that. Memories. Memories. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, that's it for the photos. And what's this here? Position. Um, Mike Truey. Mike Truey. Well, I was just I was just saying that. Um, yeah, this was the first round of qualifying. And Mike this Truy, is this is when two thousand seven seven. A young Ryan this, Mayfield. Yep, this is a two thousand seven world's first round of qualifying. Mike Truey TQ'd the first round, Travis Amescua second, Mayfield third, Hayato Matsuzaki fourth. Oh, wow. Did a good Hiroshi, job on that. Hiroshi Suzuki fifth, Lee Martin sixth, yeah, Ryan Cavallari seventh. I don't know how to say this one. No. Masatoshigu. I know. 
he was eighth and then I was ninth and Paul Bradby was 10th. And that was my, and I was thinking, all right, I got a ninth for the round. Um, I was driving around. My car looked like that in the picture, all muddy. And I was thinking, Mm -hmm. all right, track dries up. I should be able to get a couple more good top 10 runs in here. And before you know it, I only still had that ninth place finish as my best. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, I was thinking, you know, I was like, like here we go. Yeah. I'm going to get myself into a a fourth A Worlds final. But no, didn't happen. Ah, what are you going to do? All right. Well, that, that uh, that was pretty good. This picture here, though, just amazes me, man. Yeah. This the Lemar one. Yeah. I mean, God, that is nuts. And then you turn around and you actually race this car in competition. Like, that wasn't a a trasher car. Um, hmm. That was like his race car. And he got to clean it up and get it back going. And of course, it's, with a 10-scale buggy is is really fast. I mean, you can... Is but, this race on YouTube at all? Uh, I'll do I have we I have my own YouTube video of that race, but you don't see a lot of it's like a highlight thing, and it was before we were really that good mm. with okay. our videos. But um, <clears throat> you, you don't you don't see much. I mean, you can see the track and all that stuff, but it's. The question is, would you guys in that are watching and listening, would you race in, in mud like this? A lot of people probably say that they would. It'd be fun. Two wheel qualifying. It looks like I have multiple videos here with this. What's up, Kyle? Kyle Chasen. Why are the photos not very good? Kyle asked about the football pod. Kyle's willing to help out on a football podcast, Jason. Why is this thing so low quality? Well, hell, when was it? I mean... It was low quality when you filmed it, then when you uploaded it. Man, this is bad. <laughs> I would love to see it, though. I don't remember it being this bad. <sighs> Late 90s, early 2000s is a lost era for video, Alex says. Yeah, it is. Why is it so bad? I bet you we still have this footage somewhere. Probably can't even watch it. Really bad. I mean, <clears throat> and I did good video here. I mean, I, I didn't have like a piece of junk video camera. I think it's just the way it got exported. Yeah. And then, but this is the real deal here. This was a fun and serious event and very cool place. Is this on your own like private YouTube channel? No, this is on, uh, um, this is on the J Concepts Racing's YouTube channel. 
But man, I don't know why the quality is so bad. Let me send me a link. I just want to check it out. Send okay. it in the chat. I could share it on the screen, but if the quality is bad, I guess I'm on. So. Yeah, I mean, you can try to put it up there. It's just, and I don't remember it being this bad. Something really took it on the chin here. We were talking about that earlier, Kyle, about 110 scale. Um, Kyle's asking, can 10 scale make a comeback for outdoors? I mean, I think we were just talking about 10 scale in general, but. Um, it could, uh, but it needs, definitely needs some help. I forget what somebody was saying that the resurgence of 10 scale outdoors. I'm Nick Nimmin and I'm a StreamYard user. For the last six years, I've been live streaming. That's not coming through your audio, is it? Yeah. Oh, it is? <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, the what somebody mentioned was if they're going to make, if they're going to have, if there's going to be so many warehouses being used and, and storage spaces being used for marijuana. Mm-hmm. being legalized and all that, that it could really reduce the amount of indoor RC tracks to the point where people have to start having outdoor tracks again. Somebody mentioned that just over the weekend. Hmm. How can I get this? Uh, add the stream. There it is. <clears throat> and it probably looks better being small like this than... Yeah, it actually does because I'm looking at the um, larger version and looks a little bit better small right there. Yeah, so this is, I was shooting this uh, from the corner of the track and this is the the two-wheel drive buggy mains here. And you can see this track was built on a hill and you can see behind the track Mm -hmm. is where the elevation really ramps up to where you can see there was like ski lifts this is Ryan actually right here, right behind Hayato. And I think Ryan gets by him here somehow. Oh, look at this. There's Ryan in the lead. This is the, this is the main that Brent believes. And many people believe this should have been Mayfield's first world title right here. Um, He won, he wins this a one pretty easily convincingly. And then just doesn't have good A twos and A threes and doesn't end up winning it. I mean, he still got second or third. I think he yeah. got third. But, um, yeah. I mean, he ran so great in this first main. I mean, he even turns around here. He's got such a big lead. Um, yeah, we kind of thought this was going to be his first win, but <clears throat> it wasn't. I mean, he's got two world titles. He could easily have six. I wouldn't say easily have six, but there we go. could have oh. six. So here's the second main. Okay. Where's Mayfield at first? No, he, was, right. he wasn't TQ. I think he was third. So there, there he is. He just now passed second. somebody into yep. second. So he's in the second. We got our little glitching of the video going on here. Oh, on StreamYard? It just was real quick. 
Um, so I think he's second. Yeah. Mayfield coming up on him. No, he's in third here. But yeah, this is this is the second main. Wow, look at that section there. I would have died yeah. through there, dude. Yeah, it was I, very it, it really <laughs> wasn't very a good section. What what would they call that that section? There's way too many mole moguls and moguls, okay. Mole hills, I mole think. Hills. <laughs> wow. I would have never been able to get through those. So that's Hayato in the lead. This is crazy. I don't know who's in second here. Oh, that's Ryan. Is that Ryan? Oh, no. Look at that. Wave that checker flag. Okay, winner, Hayato. Yeah, so he won the third main, too. That's how he won the overall. Hmm. Jared got second. Three concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a cool video. Yeah. That's, let me see if I can. I guess for people listening on the podcast, I'll have to pull up the video. Right? Yeah. If you're listening on a podcast, go to uh, Facebook or YouTube. Um, I think I have somebody here on this, in the studio, Jason, real quick. Okay. Um, let's see if we can add... He's going by the name of Green Painter. Green Painter, are you there? Green Painter. And going once. Going twice. I see, I hear some background noise. And Green Painter's gone. All right, that was that was a nice try. Thanks for uh, joining the show. Appreciate that. Um Green Painter was going for the audio version only. <clears throat> I did hear a fan in the background. Uh, Mark Baldwin. Uh, yes, 10 scale outdoor is the best. Pins and ribs, pit stop hobbies all the way. Yeah, and that's, you know, we've been talking about that with uh, Jason, you know, who races there at, at Pit Shop. <clears throat> I And I've seen that track and it makes me want to go race. It looks like such a good condition. Pit stop. Hobbies, Mount Joy, PA. I used to go back there in the 90s, Jason. Whew. 1995 or 6? Um, 94, 95, 96, 97. Last time I was there was 1997. Hmm. Um. Okay, we're gonna have to wrap this up soon. But uh, Jason, are you going to? I think you might have answered this, Jason. Are you going to the Masters of Dirt? Real quick. Um, I'm not going to the Masters of Dirt, but um, Paul will be there. I'm. I'll be at our race in Minnesota, our carpet race in Minnesota. But Paul will be at the Masters, along with many other JC guys. <sighs> Now, Jason, Almond's saying that uh, he was rocking the one megapixel camera with a four megabyte card around 2007. Good times. So, I mean, that, I know uh, I had a camcorder that okay. I was doing that on, and 
I think if we had the raw footage, which we may have some of it, it might actually be a lot better than that. I did a lot of footage. I mean, I, I did a lot more than what we actually have online. I mean, I was filming everything that weekend. We were going into karaoke bars um, across from the hotel. And I have like video of us being at the karaoke bars and the racers singing songs. And I got all that stuff. Uh, that'd be cool. That's nice. That's cool to have that. Yeah. It would be, I mean, I recorded it. I don't know if I still have it, but yeah. that would have been nice to have. Yeah. Uh, Jason's Hotel saying I could have raced at pit stop hobbies in 2021. I could have. Yeah. My apologies. I could not make that. Hmm. I beat myself up over that. I could have made August though, Jason, but uh, Jason couldn't make August, if I remember correctly. Uh, Almond's laughing at something, so there you go. Well, we appreciate everybody joining us in the chat. That was that's it's always a good time to get on here and interact with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, if you're listening to the audio version, you can watch the video version. Facebook, YouTube, go there and uh, tell a friend. Tell a friend to go to uh, Facebook and YouTube. Phone a friend. Phone a friend. Tell a friend. Man, I can't believe my internet held up, man. I could hear the wind out there. Pouring rain. Well, good. Because um, I'm going to have to go and get dinner. Yeah. So we're heading out. I know you had your raviolis, but I didn't. I didn't ravioli, ravioli. Yeah, I, there's no way. I thought you were going to be uh, ready by five. Uh oh, here we go. Jason says they changed the August race to September 11th, but guess what? Jason cannot make it still. Oh. So I'm out. He'll be at our. He could be at our turf race in Madness. He could come out there and do that. Who? That's the same weekend. Jason. Either you or Jason. Man, it's quite a distance. If I didn't go to LCRC, which is an hour away, is that um? Turf Nats on Live RC then, or how's that? Yeah, it'll be on Live. Uh, uh, Matt Olson will be doing his videos from on Facebook. Uh, yep. Okay. Cool. So you'll be able to watch that. All right. It'd be better if you came down, but I mean, I could. I guess. How far away did we determine it was? Connecticut. Yeah, <laughs> I like how you- Connecticut. <laughs> it's pretty damn far, dude. I mean, I'm in Pennsylvania, bro. <laughs> Well, uh, it's know. five hours. Yeah, that's not bad. It takes us five hours to go to South Florida. Um, Rob wants yeah. me to show pictures. Uh, uh, show pictures of what? I don't know what he means. I wish I had. I know I took. I don't think I took a lot of videos when I raced, but some pictures somewhere. This is stuff, I don't know. It upsets me that I don't have more pictures. Like today, it's so easy to have pictures and take pictures and video. Um, Almond's saying this is 2021. Dang it. Let's get a car ran over the interwebs. Make sure the camera guy is on point. Good point. Yeah, that's on point. Good point. Um, Jason's saying he has a car show on the 11th. Grandson's birthday party on the 12th. A packed weekend. Yeah, it's but, packed. But you could ditch the car show and go to the pit stop hobbies race and 
And then I could disappoint you for a second time by not showing up. (laughs) (laughs) Here's how my photos turned out. You can put this one up. This is my digital photo from 1999. Uh, From, and I had one of those cameras where you put, um, you put a disc in, you know, it was the old three and a half floppy you would, you would put in. There's not many photos of this track at all on the internet. Did you send it? Oh, okay. I put it in the chat. And so these are from that can't my digital camera. And, you know, with a three and a half floppy, you could only put like maybe like 10 of these photos on each floppy, like for how much, because you could only put like what three megabytes or something like that on a small floppy. I don't remember. So that's my photo from '99 of the the worlds uh, in Finland, and that was the quality we got. So yeah, wow. when you make it large, that's my quality. Yeah, killer. He can't read anything. <laughs> Well, hey, we're not about quality on this podcast, obviously. So, um, I love it though. Oh snap! Those cameras were pricey. Company I worked for at the time had one for pictures of equipment in the field. Okay. If this race was on the internet today, the the worlds in Finland, people would be where are the jumps? There was actually jumps on this track, but. Uh, not many. Oof. This track was big. What? It was awesome. It was nice to drive on. Yeah. Yeah, it looks better like that there. Yeah. Plus, you got my face in it. And two things there going against you. Yeah, two strikes. Oof. Um. Okay. Well, Jason said he's thought about skipping the car show. Skip it? Oh, maybe it'll rain. Oh, wait a minute. Then if it rains in the RC. Well, then we can uh, go back to, uh, you know, we go back to the day, Jason, where we look like this. If it rains at pit stop, we could race the vintage cars <laughs> in the rain. Put condoms mm-hmm. over our um, <laughs> over our, our electronics. Mm-hmm. Trojan XLs. <clears throat> yeah. All right, come to the Vonats. Oh, when is the Vonats? It's got to be the same time, usually around my birthday. My birthday is September 5th, by the way, people. If anybody wants to, uh, you know, Vimo me some money. All right. um, Yeah, we could advertise it to bring condoms. (laughs) To your birthday party? (laughs) To to the the race. Uh, The Vintage Nats is September 24th through 26th, Jason. Okay. Is, is Eric Reichert still running that? Is that his deal? Jason Santos? Is that his oh. deal? <laughs> I got to, oh. yeah, I got to distinguish the Jasons here. I keep forgetting. We got three in. I mean, we got three of them in here. All right. Well, that was uh, episode uh, 229. And Eric Reichert is still running the Vonats. <clears throat> so if you would uh, mark down on your calendar, head up there. I know one guy that's going up to the Vonats. Kyle Batman. 
All right, 229. In the books, I love this picture behind me, dude. I just love it. It's great. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? How much fun. It's, it's awesome. <sighs> yeah, this is this is what Jason's thinking, Almond. Yeah, Almond, shut up with the tangent questions already. She's people got to get to bed on the East Coast. Just kidding. Thanks for your time, everyone. You're I welcome. actually like it. It gives us a it gives us something to kind of deep dive into. We get these pictures. We get all kinds oh, of cool yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, that was a great question. Love. Uh, I I just love doing this whole thing. Interactive. It's fun. Um. Yeah. So we appreciate everybody sticking with us. And um, we'll see you for two thirty. Two, three. 30. Oh, don't forget two three zero Colombo two three zero Colombo two three zero. That's what we're gonna do for the next episode. You have to watch a, one episode of Colombo and let me know what you think for two three zero. Oh, two three zero. And one more thing. What? Oh, one more thing. Did you say that's a Colombo? Oh, that's right. <laughs> you got me on my own thing. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, one more thing. Oh, just one more thing. You're going to love it, and you're going to be like, why didn't I watch Columbo before this? Why? What was the other one? Hmm. Columbo? You had your other saying, two plus one, or something like that. Two plus one equals fun. <laughs> okay, that's what it was. Yeah, that has nothing to do with Columbo. Oh, I thought that was Columbo, too. No, no, that's not Columbo. That's me. Mm-hmm. Two plus one equals fun. You guys in the chat figured that out. Are we out of here? We're out of here, guys. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to tell a friend. Bye.